thoughts, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals, for the most part, with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. We've got the big three back again. John's back from his uh, his 90-kilometer bike ride in the mountains. He, we found him. Uh, he's safe and sound. John in Kelowna, BC. Looking strong. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, what was that about? Ammer, I think that was your, I think that was your Ammer, first call you missed. Bro, I'm in the middle of my introduction, man. Oh, What's okay, going on? The, the disrespect. Ammer in Toronto, Ontario, and Austin, Elmer, Quebec. Now you can go. Um, what was I saying, <laughs> John? You missed your first call going out on a, on a field not only, trip. Not only did I think I I missed my first podcast, I think that I think was I the first person of the three of us to miss. No, I've no, been, I've not me. been there on several occasions, but it hasn't been like no, the no, last no, 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 yeah. no, like actually like miss, like, like, yes, as in I didn't, yeah, I didn't pre schedule it. So, anyway, like to I even did a guys. podcast on Zoom going to the ER once. Yeah, no, so, no, so what happened was, uh, so my grandparents and I, with Trisha, uh, we do a tandem bike trip, and this is, it's now becoming an annual thing, so this is our second year doing it, and we were going to, what we did, so we biked from Kelowna to Penticton, from Penticton to Asuyus, and then Asuyus back to Penticton, It's a, so we did like 220 kilometers over three days, and the initial part of the so for those that don't know the region uh Kelowna is rough is the way that we did it was it was uh, a, a rail trail so there's Okanagan Lake and so Kelowna's in the middle of Okanagan Lake and then on one end of it is Penticton okay and so where the highway is situated which we don't you you don't want to bike on a highway um we on the other side of the lake there's this rail trail so it's in the middle of nowhere like like there's there's no houses or anything like that. You're just going through the mountains, through the forest on a rail trail. So basically the railroads donated all the old railroad tracks or paths to to the rail trail. And then they just made it into a biking trail. However, we had never done this one before. And so like I, when I, when we left like Cologne at 10 AM to bike to Penticton, I absolutely promise you that there was zero part of me <laughs> that not did not fully expect to be on the podcast at four o'clock. Like as in, I would not have signed up for an eight hour bike ride or a, or a seven hour bike. I would, it was, it ended up being, we didn't get independent until six. What was the plan at the beginning? Like why, how long did you think it was going to take round trip? Um, I thought if we were really slow, um, well, cause take in mind, it was like, it ended up being way longer than we expected because like Google Maps has no fucking like there was a Google Maps thing of like you know the rail trail, oh, but that was even wrong. And then my my grandpa had a book 
that um was like 20 he's like yeah this is the book like that has like our route on it i'm like sweet and then i like looked at the date of when the book was made it was like 28 years old and i was like i was like man a lot could have changed in 28 years right like so between the two of us anyway but we'll put it this way i mean it we were biking on average 10 kilometers an hour like that's how slow going this was so it ended up being we were biking through sand for most of it which i don't know if you guys have ever ran through sand biking through it's why were you biking through sand is that how the rail trail was designed well john it takes 55 minutes to walk 5k you could have walked faster than you biked no i know that's not 55 minutes to walk Mm, oh yeah that makes sense uh yeah it was that fucking slow bruh dude it was it was (laughs) well i mean it was terrible I mean, like my, 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 put it this way, my grandparents have been, uh, have been tandem bike riding for 25 years or so. Oh, you guys were both on tandems. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is even more hilarious. Yeah. Um, my grandparents said it was the hardest bike ride they had ever done in their entire life. And how old are they again? My grandmother's 75. (laughs) Dude. They go up for a nice leisurely bike ride with their grandson, John, and just get smoked dude we got fucking we got set back it was it was gnarly yo is there a part of that bike ride where you were like yo like i might accidentally kill my grandparents like I, like no they're gonna they're there gonna was... like cease to exist during this bike ride like that's insane. No, 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 a 75 no, no, no. year old person doing it what was it 80 kilometer bike ride dude yeah wait. i wasn't actually worried about my grandparents though i mean like you gotta remember my grandparents do like 20 to 30k daily like okay 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 yeah like true. it's not like, i'm thinking like they don't yeah there was don't... no chance of us not making it i mean like it like, yeah, we would like yeah it was just a matter of i mean yeah like there was no there was none of us at any point were thinking we couldn't make it that was yeah like, that's good concern. okay okay no no it's just but it was like about an hour and a half in we were like oh this is like a different thing like <laughs> like like what like basically all of our expectations of what we were what we just embarked upon we instantly knew within about an hour about an hour and a half in we we're all like okay we're fucked like this is going to be fucked like we all like hunkered in fucking put our stoic caps on and we were like we're just going to go to fucking hell for the next six hours like it was gnarly yeah so either way my bad i apologize I, that reminds me of like the the David Goggins clip where he talks about how he set the uh, the Guinness record for the most pull ups ever done in one uh, one day or something or consecutive pull ups. Did he like and he fucking t- bicep like blow or something? Like yeah, that? he talked about how the the music from the Rocky movie where he gets knocked down and then he's standing back up. It's two minutes long and he listened to it for six hours straight. Yeah, and he just did pull ups and he goes, "You don't." <laughs> he goes. You don't, oh my God, he did 4,030 pull-ups in... Do you know what's crazy though? I mean, it's kind of... How long? 17 hours. The guy afterwards, like the guy that broke it afterwards, Cameron Haynes' son, like did like 7,000 or something like that. Dude, Cameron Haynes' son, uh, what's his name again? I I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, either yeah, way, he, though, he sh- and yeah, I remember all... he posted a photo of his hands and they were just destroyed. Oh, yeah, they were just destroyed. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, man. that's what happened. Um, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty gnarly. But, you know, it was a, it was definitely a growth. Uh, my grandmother, actually, was kind of beautiful afterwards because my grandmother, like four days before that, her knee was hurting so bad that she thought like that she was going to get surgery, maybe never bike ride again. Like she was like kind of like 
I guess like, you know, we're never going to be, you know, cause she was all worried that she'd never be able to go to Europe again. Like, and like, do you, you know, cause they go to Europe and, you know, do their bike tours. And, uh, so she's like, f- like four days before she's thinking I, she like, at one point she even said, she's like, I, I was thinking that I might have to just drive to Pentex and just meet you guys there, you know, and you guys can just ride on. Wow. Your own. And then she decided that she was going to do this. And then it ended up being this fucking gnarly thing. <laughs> and uh, her knees healed now or what? So no, no, she gets, so we get to Pentecton and we're at dinner. She says, you know, like I, um, she's like, I, I feel like I broke through a mental wall today. She's like, I feel like I have like, she's like, it made me realize that I have so much more life to live. Like, as in like, <laughs> here's me thinking that I'm not gonna be able to go yeah. to Europe. And then I just did that. She's like, I, I know I can go to Europe and do bike tours now. David like, Goggins so was just pops like a, up. Yeah, dude, it was like a huge, like she, she said it revitalized her so that's so cool be, that's beautiful yeah truly. yeah it was actually pretty beautiful yeah david goggins just pops up he's like most people quit at 40 <laughs> percent and she's like yeah true yeah. well i mean it, technically it it was only 40 percent because we yeah. then continued to bike on another hundred and something kilometers after that's right, so. just disrespectful yeah that's but crazy, the, but the, the the bike rides the next the next two days of bike riding though we're on uh mostly pavement which is extremely easy like you know lots of hills and whatnot you guys but were flying uh oh yeah way fast although those were still like six hour bike rides though like, so you did not... three consecutive days of bike riding yeah we did eight hours the first day six hours and six or i think seven hours and six hours dude your grandma's a warrior dude that's crazy yeah no complaining wasn't even sore didn't even fucking flinch and they and they and they beat our ass every day like they beat our ass yo yeah the morgan jeans like no no no, that's not morgan jeans that's uh that's different jeans okay this is not grandma morgan this is grandma marzicola those marzicola jeans yeah marzicola uh amor whereabouts are you my friend you got some you know some nice uh yeah behind you some live laugh love aesthetic behind you (laughs) i uh i'm in bala ontario you are glowing. You're simply glowing. Bala. Um, Bala. Yeah. What? Look at this. We had a cottage on Moon River. It's in Muskoka. Okay. Cool. Run Bala. This. Seventeen. Hundred and seventy-two point five million dollars. This is an award Initial for public offering for an IPO. So this guy's cottage that we're in, IPOs companies. Oh wow. And this, yeah, just renting it. Yeah, it's just um, <laughs> what, a, dude? Yeah. What a guy! He like Airbnb's a cottage and then just like puts his IPO shit in there. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a huge flex. Respect. It's a massive, massive cottage. It's like pretty much a mansion. There was like um, it's like eight of us, nine of us. And we went up here. And we just split it. It's gonna be like five hundred bucks a for the dude, whole week. Though, what yeah, a dude. Know? Yeah, you can like take this off. It's pretty crazy. Imagine like uh like Michael Jordan just having like a cabin and just like having his fucking like all his trophies NBA title ring in there. Like I know, I know, it's pretty funny. Um Is he a lawyer? No, he does IPOs. What's the company? Um, well, yeah, but what do you mean IPOs? Like is he a lawyer or investment? He banker, helps companies he... IPOs? I think IPO? he, they're they're underwriters. Uh the name of the company is called Cancord Genuity. Can can accord genuity. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. You know. That's cool. Okay, so anyway, so you're on like a little like bro chip or bro trip. Yeah, man, it's the first weekend I took off since March. 
So um, feels pretty good. That's Take exciting. A couple of Reward days yourself. off. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. To get recover, you know, plan for the next um, next journey. Um, big, uh, you know, big thing happened with Trade Arc last week. I hired my first ever full time, you know, employee. That's awesome. What what's the role? It's gonna start. Um, so it's a roadmap for twelve months, where this individual will will eventually open another division to Trade Arc and partner with us. So it's a road so to a partner. Um, called business development. So you, starting with sales, then closing, then recruiting, then marketing, just understanding, becoming a manager. Um, I have a pretty aggressive. 12-month plan. Is it a student, works, a student works operator? Yeah, his name is Joe Kim. Yeah, he's uh, used to be a DM. Oh, what? what? That's sick. Joe Kim. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it must be someone that has a lot of experience. He does, yeah. And, Joe Kim uh, is an assassin. I will say that. That's all That's all I will say. Joe Kim is, is. A, Joe Kim is a strong acquisition. Um, I, I was unaware that Joe Kim was available for the taking or for the hiring. So, uh, GG fast, GG fast. Well, I, we, and, and I, he got a lot of offers and I think yeah, he for was, what he's trying to do, I think, um, he's getting the best deal. So, uh, yeah, John, he's the, I think he's the only operator outside of Luke and Devin to, manage more than two million dollars as a district manager so hmm, that's very exciting uh, and so what what did the exciting. process look like for like did you approach him or did he approach you originally well um uh it was kind of spontaneous like it was just kind of natural um how, well, how who's it happened whose dms I think I heard like two months ago that he was leaving student works and I like called him to congratulate him and asked him about his plans. And then a month later, Patrick, I think, had a conversation with him. And a couple of weeks later, we're just like, wait, here we have this like opening. And he was like, yeah, this make, might make sense to me. And then we sat down, drafted his goals out, um, spoke with Patrick, got clear on what he wanted, and it made sense for us to partner together. So. So is he? So did you so, partner? So or did, yeah. 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 No. Same. Same question. Oh, partner or employee? Uh, well, he's technically on the books like an employee, um, and the like goal T4 is income. Um. Oh, like if we're even getting more technical, it's like no. I think he's going to be like a contractor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because that's how I like to do with Brady as well. It's just like exactly contractor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we have this twelve-month roadmap, and we're going to be heavily involved. Uh, together and building the trade arc sales team um yeah like trade arc needs a sales team it's pretty interesting right it's pretty interesting how come you just out of curiosity how come you elected to go down uh employee partner path rather than just hiring someone you know like a like a salaried employee um because for my first for the first person that we truly want involved with trade arc i need somebody who's one highly intelligent, highly driven to help innovate a lot of what this, what these roles are. A salary employee or I think would work best for a role that's already pre pretty well defined. 
and we're just not there yet. So I need somebody who can actually match my stride as we're developing that. Can I push on that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Why not define the role and then flesh it out and hire someone for that? Like, no, we, like, we define what, what in- so we we define three roles that need to be built out, and then he's going to go through each of these roles to ensure their success and then help me hire people to fill those roles oh got it okay so okay i see so like so you're hiring him as an independent contractor and then after year one is he going to be taking equity into the into the current structure or he's going to be opening up his own shop so we we have a meeting scheduled 12 months from now where we're going to look at what would make sense for him going forward and ensuring that we've met his income expectations that he is learning as much as he's learning that he is properly you know actually satisfied so uh yeah so in month 12 it's just going to be an open conversation to seeing what would make sense Hmm, interesting yeah well that's exciting man so i mean you 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 brought on your first other than patrick obviously you know you and patrick you guys brought on your first person that's going to try and help drive growth for the business yeah 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 it's um yeah i'm nervous is how i feel um it's like a good nervousness I, uh, because with somebody like Joe, who is a top performer, it's kind of for me, I, the way I see it is I got to wake up every day and like kind of earn him. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, mm. like someone like Brady, you know, I can imagine you have him on your team or somebody like Mark, like this is a person who's put some sort of bet on you. Yo, I so every day exactly. or every week, you know, it's like, I, you, you gotta, you gotta show up and you gotta be like, look. I'm I'm keeping my side of the deal, you know, and it's exciting because yeah, no shit. Hey, you and I both kind of did the same thing where we we both I mean we both brought on people that are you know that have made six figures right, yeah. and that's kind of their that's their earning expectations is. I would you know, be very now, disappointed if Joe makes less than six figures. I would be truly disappointed. Like that is yeah, something likewise. I don't want to go through. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, we both, you know. I don't. I guess I don't know the full arrangement of what you brought him in, but I guess we both brought on high-performing people. And again, I don't know your arrangement, but putting ideally putting them in a situation where you know they can earn, obviously, you know, yes. as much or more than what they were previously making. Yeah. You know, obviously, yes. it comes down to them to some degree. Like you can't. You know, it's not. It's not like there's just like a golden ticket, but there's but, never yeah. is a golden ticket. No. And um, this was one thing that I made very clear for Joe, and I probably I hope you did with Brady. It's like this is not going to be easy. In fact, like trying to build something like this is going to be exceptionally difficult. It's going to require like a different version of yourself and hitting the goals that we want to hit will require a different version of me. So it's like, it's us holding each other to a higher standard every single day. Um, that I'm pretty excited about. I think just like mentally and, uh, and, and values wise, you knowing you and Joe both very well independently I could see this being a very, very, very strong relationship. I can't it's, it's, actually it's think of, yeah. I, yeah, I can't actually think of a way that, that this would, uh, that you, that you guys, despite any results that you do or don't get would be worse off having worked together. Yeah, no, it's clear. Like, yeah, but, that, and, and I could, we could be blind to something, right? I, I just, well, look, I mean, I think that we've all, you know, at least I made that bet once and you know, I didn't really yeah. know it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Be surprised what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's yeah. Like, um, Trade Arc is growing. There's a lot for me that I'm learning, systemizing, figuring out. Uh, there's like blind spots that you know, 
um, that would get exposed as you try to expand. Um, and yeah, we're, we're interviewing for like two or three more positions. So right now we're in talks with some other top performers, you know, from my network and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to cut a check for student works for those referral fees. Yo, when you said about the, uh, uh, waking up and earning a top performer every day. For sure, man. It's it's really interesting like, that you say that because I, I haven't actually ever vocalized that, but I've felt that way before, especially with uh <clears throat> with Mark, you know, like he's he's gonna have managed one point five million dollars worth of roofing production this year in his first year and he didn't know how to roof last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So like sometimes he'll wake me up with a phone call at like six fifteen AM sometimes if I'm not like on days that I'm not up already with, with the, uh, usually it's Thursdays that I, <clears throat> I try to sleep in if I can. <clears throat> when he makes, wakes me up with a phone call sometimes, I just feel like this, like this, this overarching embarrassment. Yeah, no, I don't know what you mean. I know but you but mean, it's yeah. like, and, and then I, I don't like, know if that's the context, but yeah. Yeah, I know. But then it's like, we've also worked together for four years now. And then he's like, nah, man, like, I see you emailing clients at like 11 or, or 10, 9, 10, and 11 p.m. And, and he's like, I'm not expecting you to be up. You know, you're not, your job isn't managing crews. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, it, it is, it is interesting, right? Because like you're, you're trying to lead. I think we're, we're all trying to lead from the front. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think I deserve anything. So, so I have to like go and earn it, you know? So it's like. At what point though, do you think that, like theoretically that has to change at one point as you scale, right? Um, not leading yeah, from but, the but, front, but how you do it, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know what that looks like because if I did, I'd be there, but, um, right. Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's an exciting time. And You know, one of the one of the consultants I'm working with that's helping me with this is, you know, he's asked me, you know, um, I'm reading this book called Who, which I recommend. It's a really good book on hiring and huh. looking for A players. And it's it's right like Cole Gordon recommends it. James and I have read it, and in it, they define A player, an A player is somebody who has a 90% chance of being a top 10% performer in a specific role. Somebody who has a 90% chance of being a top 10 performer, top 10% performer in that role. Oh, wow. So, you know, Joe's a person I want to work with as well. So, yeah, I'm very lucky. And um, I know that Patrick and I have really the right platform for somebody like that. So, yeah, just got a little bit, as you can see me kind of fumbling there. Uh, just a little bit excited, a little bit unsure, a little bit. Amber, I feel like the next it's, it's year expansion. is going to be such a, such a, a telling, not a telling, that's maybe not the right word, but a a flourishing opportunity for your business, right? Like it has yeah. the opportunity to just like 
like the flower has grown into a stem and it's just starting to like bulb. Be interesting to see yeah. how that bulbs, you know? Yeah, like the, the, the since February, I've really started to figure out how to run this as a one-man show. And I'm starting to figure out the different hats I'm wearing. And I'm starting to figure out what it takes to scale. And um, as of September 1st, the decision was to scale, to try, to try and see where we can take this. So the whole point I wanted to do Trade Arc is because of its scalability. And now for the first time ever, I'm actually going to do that. So... Yeah, that's probably the biggest uh, biggest update. Man, that's so exciting! I'm very happy for you, man. And and uh, what makes it a scalable business model? Uh, in short, the profits. Long answer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what makes it scalable? Um, our customer fulfillment is extremely streamlined and we can even make it more streamlined. There's an overwhelming compounding effect and flywheel effect to our community and product. Um, our funnel has been driving exceptional ROI on our ad spend. And the main bottleneck in our business currently is calendar space for us to do phone calls to enroll customers, nothing else. So what you're saying is you don't necessarily know if it's scalable by definition, but your bottleneck right now is personnel. Yeah, yeah. For now. We'll see what, what other bottleneck we'll run into. But for now... Is, is a scalable business one that... has more demand for its services than it can currently provide. That's what I meant. Yes. I don't think yes. that... But the, but the ability to provide more is able to be, I guess... Leveraged. Effect, not even leveraged, but effectively increased. Yes, 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 yes. Yes to all those things. I, I don't think so. I think that's missing... Um... But I mean, I guess. But I mean, I guess that's that's not even a good definition, though, because some businesses are have achieved scale. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because scale would, would be defined would as that. I think you would define scale as it has to take into account uh, number of locations or number of. Yeah, like, scalability is kind of a isn't yeah, scalability weird. kind of a shitty word? Yeah, like I don't even think like, what is what word. is scalability? Yeah, what is scalability? I feel like scalability has been something that has become popular. What is it? Gabe, could you look up define scalability in business? Yeah, see that, see, because, okay, yeah, so I actually like that. Okay, so I'm going to read this definition for everyone. So scalability describes an organization's capacity to adapt to increased workload or market demands. A scalable firm is uh, able to quickly ramp up production to meet demand and at the same time benefit from economies of scale. So I actually like that term of scalability, but I, I don't think what you're talking about is that. What you're talking about is you have a business that can increase in size and not become less profitable necessarily uh, or, or less, um, less, it doesn't become a less feasible business model. <laughs> is that really what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I say, okay, so like Smith & Wesson, in my opinion, is a scalable business in the sense that when, when there's high, matter of fact, I mean, I would say Smith & Wesson only really makes oh. money at times of high demand. So like when there's high demand, Smith and Wesson's ability to 
increase production and meet that demand and, and make immense profits during high demand times, it's there. And then it can scale back down, right? So that's scalability. And that, that's how I would look at scalability. Oh, that's how right? you look at it. Interesting. Well, cause, but because but some businesses, okay, when there's high demand, not a lot of the profits end up going to the, uh, the end up going to the to the manufacturer or, or to the business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they do, but not always. Yeah. Like for example, uh, an example of uh, high demand, uh, a high demand uh, situation where I don't believe a lot of people actually made money was fr- frozen yogurt. That wasn't a scalable business because well because there was uh when there was high demand there, there was very little barrier to entry so it was it really easy for people to open up frozen yogurt shops there was you know like it, you could get retail space it was relatively easy and it eroded all the profits whereas imagine a situation where like there airlines. was a few airlines are not scalable exactly yeah yeah the profits do not end up in the airlines pockets but yeah, frozen yogurt. There's just there's no barriers to entry really, or there's a very low barrier to entry, right? Yeah. There is some, but not not a lot. And then what ends up happening is when demand uh, slows down, you you get stuck with a fixed cost business. Mm-hmm. So you can't. You, I mean, you you could you could try and survive until the next wave, but of course, a lot of those people weren't necessarily getting into a business where they thought it was going to be fixed cost, right? So yeah. that's what I think of when I think scalability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boys, I'll be coming uh, every week with a little bit of a tidbit of piece of advice or something. Yeah, Amory, yeah, I'm so. really uh, cuz yeah. I mean, I was interested before, but now I'm now I'm really interested. I feel like the plot is thickening with Trade Arc, you know? Like it's getting into Yeah. The, 3 yeah, years you what happens. 3 years of Amory in the trenches and now we're like, like I guess trenches meaning the- like doing a lot of the groundwork to build up the by the way, the program is still not yet done. You should know. I'm still building the product because as more people do it, the more holes we're finding. Yeah, and and the better we're updating it, and it's. So I know. Much fun. Yeah, I know. We took like an like an oath of like, hey, uh, I don't know when or how this really happened. Now at this point, because it was so long ago, but effectively we had a conversation that was like, hey, we're not going to talk about trade arc. Uh, or something and, and more than once a quarter or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I feel like we've even done it maybe less now, like really yeah. in depth. Um, and, uh, since you added me to your Facebook group and, uh, I got a pretty good, and I don't know if John, John doesn't see that. Does he? John's not on Facebook. Yeah. So he doesn't see it. So John, like Amher has added me to his Facebook group of like all of his clients, like, uh, like everyone that buys the program from Amher, gets added to this like yeah. community Facebook group where they all get to like, it's essentially a mastermind, right? Like we have our weekly ballers group chat. It's effectively that, but in a Facebook like page. And so people, uh, there's like over a hundred people in it now. And like someone will post a question about like something going on in their business. Like, Oh, uh, what's your opinion on hiring someone with no experience or something? Or, or, or what's your opinion on pre-closing or, Oh, I have this situation with a client. What do you think? And literally, like, within minutes, there's, like, probably 10 people or 20 people just, like, bam, 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 just providing, like, so much value for each other. And they're all doing the course. And they're all better for it. And they all have yeah, friends I and like, connections. Yeah, I like the like, idea of the group chat. It's just, <clears throat> Amber, I don't think either of us have ever just said formally, like, that's fucking amazing. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> like, that's actually nuts. Like, sometimes I, I look at that because you added me to 
you know, be there or see what's going on, which is great. And I think people must just think I'm a customer of yours, right? <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I explain. You're in, you're in my funnel, so people know who you are. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So no, it was just, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Creating that must like just it's unfathomable how much work and and thought and and effort and creativity. Okay, well, hold on. Let's not that, get right? too much of a circle jerk here. Let's. <laughs> it, well, no, I'm just I saying. Think, like, I, it, that, I see it. I've never, I've never told Amber that, right? Like, I actually believe that. I think the Facebook group's cool because there's a networking effect to it. So as more people enter the, uh, the network, jerk. the more, the more well, valuable the, it is. The more valuable it is to all the other users as well, right? Like, Correct. like you see that like with um with Tristan's business, like with they have a group chat between all the technicians and then of course it, it solves a operational problem for the business because of course now if someone has an issue they don't have to necessarily like call one person all the text like Can like what's the odds of one person being available lower than you know 20 other like you know when someone posts in the group chat 20 different people could potentially respond yeah. versus you just having one point an operations manager right so yeah yeah i know austin i appreciate it and, and for me and uh, patrick it's it's our testimonials that really got us kind of realizing the the effects of this so you know we got a testimony yesterday that was really eye-opening um here's the bullet points six months in the program went from fifteen thousand a month to sixty thousand a month quadrupled profits spent 50 hours a week on the tools now spending five hours a week on the tools um and next week they're taking a uh seven day fishing trip and the business is still going to run the fishing test yeah they passed it so and they have seven kids too. Yeah. Yo, so yeah. Feels nuts. it feels cool. It feels cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't even understand the impact of that, man. Like those people, their life is forever different. Like they're never going to go back to that. It's almost impossible, right? Yeah, yeah, unless they drop the ball, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. They could drop the ball, but like and they probably will at one point, but it's like they can't go back to that way of thinking. Like yeah. they just Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had an, uh, we have another guy jump on the call, and he was um, he had his son on his lap, and he was like, "Hey, Amber, just wanted to share with you, we closed eighty two thousand dollars worth of work this last week, and uh, my five year old daughter, who's you know not in, it wasn't in the room, but he would he would always say, oh, she always wants to work in Daddy's business, and she asked me the other day, um, Dad, when I grow up, can I also jump on the coaching calls? <laughs> and it was just like. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. It just it just made my week and it was it was was so beautiful. So uh yeah, man. And you're like for five equal payments of (laughs) yes you can. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Uh, I'm uh just so we were John John was talking about gratitude with Merlin earlier, and yeah, I'm very grateful. I have the I have the best job in the world. Yeah, I think you, I, I I would agree, man. Like I think uh, in a way we all we all kind of do something similar where we're trying to help contractors and business owners uh, operate a and, and operate more efficiently and live a big life. And uh, you do so in a way that is more. Uh, you're you're pulling from a larger pond, right? So you see more variability. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um. So to change a pace, I was going to, I was going to say, I, I signed up to work with the same, uh, health and wellbeing coach that you have, Amher. Yeah. Don't name drop him yet. I know. Let's, I know. I know. I know. First. We don't know who it is. And we don't know yeah. who it is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I got your text about that. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 
what, what, what's your sorry, onboarding what is, call? Yeah, sorry. What is the, what can you guys explain? Next what Tuesday, is, you have a health and wellness coach. Amber, do you want to like, take like this a physical trainer or? Yeah, it's simple. It's like um, think of him as a contractor for your health. So if you need to figure out your nutrition, he'll help you figure that out. Your sleep, help you figure that out. Your working out, help you figure that out. Your posture, help you figure that out. Um, and he'll hold you accountable to it, and he'll give you a program, and he'll work with you for the six one months thing I really to like, help hit you some of your goals. Yeah, the one thing I really like is that the program itself is by design meant to expire. And so it's not meant to get you know hooked on this dependency of working with this coach. This coach is meant to come in, educate, coach, and align, and then leave. And um, this is what I'm looking for because... In the past, like every year, my my weight and health fluctuates based on like, I essentially get somewhat, I get unhealthy enough to want to become healthy and then I become healthy and then I entropy back to being unhealthy. It's just like this constant like teetering. Um, and so... What gets you off track? Um, a combination of celebration, rewarding, and um, working. Like it, 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 uh, it's like the, those three things typically don't go to, uh, well, at least the working and the celebration rewarding doesn't, doesn't, yeah. doesn't all seem to go together. So I'm kind of, maybe I'm lost there. Yeah. This is actually, uh, the, the, the challenge is that I, I tend to pair, um, certain milestones, targets, and goals being hit with, uh, uh, reward, like deserving a reward. Right. So whether that's monetary, um you know like what's an example of like some like but like so like what like so like hey like let's like all huge, all like Ryan like and, and, and i will be like one weekend and you just come back fat or like what yeah happens? yeah yeah that's exactly what happens um <laughs> no but like i'm just i'm serious <laughs> I'm, 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 you said that you just go on a coke binge and then you come back fat no uh like <laughs> Like Miranda, Miranda and I will be like, uh, let's go sell this and that. Like, let's go, um, like have an input goal of this in efforts to create this in, in income. And if we hit that, like, let's go to this like really fancy restaurant or let's go on this really fun trip or, you know, like these little getaways and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And we do that and then we hit them and, you know, we end up working our ass off to hit them and then we go and then like we, we you know, just like, you know, totally overindulge and, and like, uh, like over the course, like that's maybe a bad example because that doesn't happen s- super often. But I just like I'll work a, a 12 hour day on a Friday and then be like, oh, man, I'm just going to go like I'm going to go to the vault. I'm going to go like have a few beers and then like that just undoes like my, my huge training morning that morning, you know, like it just, I end up pairing rewarding rewards with working a lot. Right. So I'm pairing like a, uh, like a, a stimuli or not a stimuli. I'm pairing a reward with a stimuli that are actually like canceling each other out almost like my work is increasing my financial and career column. And then my reward is decreasing my health and well-being column. So I kind of just end up somewhere around zero on the whole scheme of things. Have you tried like changing the rewards you give yourself? Um, yeah, I have. And it just seems to go back to like mainly, um, food and drink usually like, 
uh nice beer nice wine good food so um yeah how I think does it get you unhealthy like you just overindulge or yeah like it's it's not even really overindulging it's more just like frequency and maybe even a bit of both like this is why i hired this is why i wanted to work with the health and well-being coach because something that, like after i communicated all this to to him you know he said something to me that made me like go okay like i think i think this is the right person to work with because he was like well have you have you considered that like when you go out and like you know have five or six beers and then wake up the next morning a little bit foggy and still go try to execute your day that you know those clients and those employees that you are going to meet that day are just like not getting the version of that person that they deserve and in fact that like you're you're effectively telling your clients that you know you don't really care about them that much when you show up that way you know like mm, and i've never I like the wording of that and i've never linked those two things together ever like i've never mm, even i've never even point. i've never even had that thought before which is weird right yeah, I like that a lot. Hmm. And so, like, I always thought of it as like, no, no, I'm going and creating all this value for those clients and employees. And as a result of creating that value, I get to do these things. And so yeah, the idea of rewarding and like celebrating is sort of an interesting. thing. Well, that's why I say like, I want to try to and, and this is the person who's helping me kind of also unlink those stimuli. So we'll see how this goes, because during my like my initial call with this person i was like look like i'm trying to work with someone who can understand the psychological attachments i have to things do you so do do, do you view that as a like a must-have rather than a like do you like do you like 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 right now for example do you have a bunch of goal like goals you're working towards that have a clear reward attached to them um uh there's or is it kind of more of a spontaneous like you're like walking down the aisle and like you see like a, no. like a classic like kit kat fucking like you know <laughs> oh, no. at the end of the pharmacy it's never... and you're like oh my god you deserve a break and you're like fuck no, yeah no. i do it's never like... chocolate or 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 like sweet no no it's i'm more making just a like... joke i'm saying no, 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 is yeah. it like a you deserve a break because like that's like one of the best like yeah. i don't know if you guys have oh, noticed dude, that it's one of the most campaign? effective yeah marketing campaigns in the last like five years is you deserve a break no i say the kit kat slogan to me myself a lot a, a lot right like that's the yeah. that's the challenge yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so so it's more spontaneous, like it's well. So it's you feeling like proud of yourself. And I'll walk you. Like, I'll, walk Yo. you I'll walk you through it. Monday morning, I'm up at five. I work out. I go and work a twelve hour day, and then I finish it up with a calling session. So it's about a sixteen hour day. Do that again on Tuesday. By Wednesday, I don't do. Um, I don't usually work as much, but I'm going to bed early. I try to catch up on some sleep Thursday. I end up working all day. And then by Friday, I'm like, holy shit, I've accomplished so much this week. And I have I got everything I needed to get done done. And, you know, some friends are coming into town or, you know, I'm going to go see this person tomorrow night and we're going to go to this like brewery and I'm going to enjoy this. And then it's like, boom, we end up undoing like a couple days worth of work there from a health standpoint. And I'm just like totally able to rationalize my way into consumption because of all the output and effort I put in that week. So like I'm advancing my goals in terms of like a business and financial standpoint. Yeah, it just Man, makes no Vice sense. Vice is a tricky motherfucker, hey. Well, no, it's it even even to say it out loud actually like sounds to me like it's it's almost um, uh, like it's completely yeah it's it, it is Vice, but it is like 
it just sounds ridiculous, but it's truly what goes on in my head, right? So I'm trying to like yeah, get it's a this hold kind of, of interesting thing. Yeah, it's an interesting. Like, that's why like rewarding, like rewarding and celebration, or the reason why I find it so yeah. fascinating is that we work so hard to have a positive outcome, and then we reward ourselves by like setting ourselves back to the point where we have to like work hard again to like achieve that new state, well, yeah, right? Like that photo of that wolf, right? Like that wolf doesn't fucking like. What does he do? You know, like the no, well, know, no, no. The interesting thing about the wolf is that the reward is that he killed an animal. <laughs> yeah, he did. And what he, he then gets to do. well. No, his reward is that he gets to do it again because he survived. Like, if, like if, if he, like if, if the wolf didn't achieve its goal, it's it's the consequences. It starves to death and it dies. So by like by by hunting and actually achieving his goal, the reward is that he continues living to hunt and fucking kill. Yeah, awesome. Like, like, so it kind of reminds you of the stoic, the stoic way, which is like the like mm-hmm. the, the work is the reward. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but then again, I mean, I think we all because because here's what happened. Fall into that trap. In the last year, I started uh, working out and doing uh, four CrossFit classes a week, and my strength and fitness has gotten much better. Like my performance with like strength and agility and fitness has gotten noticeably better. I've, I, but I've actually gotten, I've gained more weight and, and both fat and muscle. And the reason for that is I've added something to my plate of like, of what I already do, right? Which is this new commitment of going to these classes and, and exercising at a pretty intensive pace. And so how that how that ends up working out in my brain, compounding that over 52 weeks is I had a dip in or I, I had a um, a jump up in uh, both health and fitness. And then I realized that like, wow, I'm working really hard to do this and I'm also getting more fit. I can afford in finger quotations to actually consume more. Right. So it's like this idea where it's just always it's a. Uh, it, it it's a little bit of a tricky path right so it's uh yeah i mean i suppose it'd be like the the equivalent of making a bunch of money but then spending it all on shit that like in a few years like you'll end up with nothing i guess like you could work really hard in your fitness but if you eat, like really like unhealthy then i guess you more or less like eat away all your gains pretty much man yeah although there does seem to be a certain amount of like just having to put on fucking weight as well in order to even get muscle like in order to like actually like increase your muscle size it seems like you just have to eat yeah. a shit ton of food yeah yeah but yeah i guess but i'm totally out of my i'm totally out of my uh, yeah john when it comes to nutrition john you gotta listen to the um conversation pat um me and austin had last week yeah just listen Why to it that? when it comes about it was a good i, I think it's a, a good conversation well that, Amber, i'll um, tell you that um my commitment what was to, it about well one of the biggest points was that Amber asked me austin how often do you think i was like what and he's like how often do you just sit there and think and i was hmm. like that reminds me of one of the quotes that i sent today i was like uh i guess never <laughs> you know like i never actually just have it in my calendar to like sit there and think you know i gotta pull up this quote for you guys um, it's a pretty good one and I put it in my calendar, like with Amher as a commitment for an hour, a one, one hour block, last, like this week that just ended. And I didn't hit that because just doing 15 minutes was honestly 
already effective but also terrifying like that like how much room there was to maneuver mentally it, it actually was uh, a little bit intense. can i say this quote for you this is, this is a good quote okay so a person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts so he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusions jesus okay. christ okay but you hold on that's like a guy who spends eight hours a day thinking it's not what we're talking about here but that it's like john is john has like telepathy with what we were talking about last week (laughs) um but yeah uh so i was able to sit down and think about some of the things that i want to accomplish and why i want to accomplish them and why they're important to me and why i even give a shit at all and i realized that a lot of that isn't actually that clear oh Um, god Right. Yes. So uh, why I work so much is because I want to create a strong and predictable future for my family. But when I think about it, I actually don't plan on leaving my kids much of anything. So that's kind of kind of weird, right? Like it actually there's kind of a gap there. Like I actually thought, okay, so what if I die? Well, uh, there's life insurance if you really give a shit about that, right? Or if you die... Hell, fucking nowadays, just have GoFundMe. Yeah. (laughs) Just make sure if you do die, make sure it's, like, super fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like, if if I was skidding out on the road, I'd be like, fuck, I'm just gonna drive off a cliff. Because then at least it's, like, more epic than I get a bigger GoFundMe, you know? You're about to hit a semi-truck, but you just drive off a cliff. Like, the the GoFundMe, that's like, yeah, he slipped on ice and broke his neck. It's like, like, no one cares. It's like, I what a fucking idiot, you know? But, like, you know. My dad was eaten by a wolf, and then the wolf didn't reward itself and ate my mom. Oh, that's that's a bit of a dark joke, but um, it is. It is. So, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a lot more clear on two things, Amber. One, why is it that I want to get in such good shape and then make myself wrong for not doing it every year? Um, and then the second Wait, thing sorry, is when you say you get in good shape, are you talking about like appearance wise, like how you physically look? No, um, being able to uh, get back. I guess it's more about getting back to as good of shape as i was in for a period of about i know years. but when you say shape are you talking about like like how are you measuring that yeah, i mean like, it matters it, is how it, is, i look is it like a, in the mirror yeah um no well i guess that would be like a secondary effect of it yeah but it's well this is the thought like, are process. you like are you for example well, i'll you tell you what i found out than you were a year ago I'll tell you what i found out sorry what was your question am i what well like 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 are you lifting lighter than you were a year ago no 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 i'm, I'm lifting heavier but i i think that um what so I then f- are you like not more fit in that way? No, I am. This is this is what I figured out about uh during this period. This is just 15 minutes. Like 15 minutes of sitting there thinking, I fi- I I I was able to align myself on why I'm why I want to get in shape and and why I work so hard. Just took 15 minutes, which is pretty bonkers. Um, so just sitting there, I guess I'm, hold on, I guess I'm still unclear on what you mean by yeah, getting in shape. I know I'm going to answer your question. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. It's not like you like, uh, uh, no, no, I'm just going to step side, sidestep it completely. So putting your phone, different room, turning, getting into a room, uh, natural light, just sitting there and, uh, and thinking just with like a notepad in front of me and mm. figured out that the reason why I want to get in shape 
wasn't clear. Like I couldn't even write down like what it was that I was chasing. And then I was like, why, like, do I feel pressure from anyone wanting me to get in shape? Like, no, no one's ever really like told me I'm out of shape or like told me I need to change something. And like, no, this is just me. And then I realized that um, it's just because I had this belief that I need more and I need to get better. It just came down to that. It's just I had this belief that I need more and I need to get better. That's it. Like, I wasn't even because I'm out of shape. It was just over the course of about seven minutes, I was like, no, no, it's not because I want to look better. It's not because I want to lift more. It's not because. And then I was like, there's two things. One, it's because I want more. And two, it's because I miss competing. I like competing on, with things. Like, I really like competition. And I don't play sports anymore. And so I realized that there's la that lacking in my life. And so then I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I want to actually set a commitment to compete again in something. And then that's my standard. Because that's a lot. So you're going to like join the CrossFit games? Um, I'm not going to join the CrossFit games. I would get absolutely toasted in the CrossFit game. Like I could try to like see if I could make it past like the first and second qualifying round. That's all like. So what are you going to compete in then? Uh, like a, a local CrossFit competition. <clears throat> okay, sorry, sorry. I guess. That's yeah, no. The CrossFit Games are <laughs> yeah. like the like the sorry the NHL. I, just, yeah, I, I guess yeah. I guess I was like, yeah. So you can go to the Olympics. I get. I didn't mean it that <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the terminology yeah. here in the CrossFit world. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm gonna yeah. do that next yeah. next summer. I'm signing up for a competition in uh, why in, next in summer. Ottawa. Um. I feel like you're going to forget about it by next summer. No, I, I'm going to do it next summer because I need to actually like there are things that gymnastics wise, if I did a competition next month, I wouldn't even be able to. Do oh, it. I see. It's but it's like you saying it by next summer. It doesn't mean you're going to forget about it. You're going to start training. No, like it's literally it. like I'm signing up for it. I'm doing it. I see. Yeah. I see. OK, yeah. so you have to like. But train. that okay, I'll tell okay. you that fires me up like that is so exciting and that makes me happy. And so now I'm 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 aligned with fitness and I feel like. Hmm. with regards to getting in better shape yes there will come the i'm lifting heavier i'm stronger i have better cardio i'm gonna look better these are all things but i, I actually when i listed them all off it's like that wasn't why like that wasn't why i actually wanted to have this hmm. like i didn't have like this fitness bug you know why do you work out ammer <laughs> to train the mind that's like the, the primary thing yeah, I want to be a killer, and uh, I want to take some behavior. souls, and uh, yeah. I'm here to take some souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the next two, three years. It's like mind oh, training. Oh. Is that One last thing. Something that James said during our conversation totally fucked with me. He said, I really like talking to Chris because, or no, he said, I really... I, I can take what Chris is saying in terms of business advice as 100% accurate or like uh, real, I guess, 100% valid. The context, yeah. Because in all areas of Chris's life, to James's standard, he is doing well. So he has yeah. a good relationship. He's of good health. He has managed his relationships very well, and he is financially and, and business business-wise, he is very successful. So there's no area of his life that like his business advice will come at the expense of something else because taking advice from a 500 pound businessman on how to do better 
you have to think that's going to come with some sort of neglect for you. I see. Right. I see. Yeah. And then James said that and I was like, holy shit. I actually never thought of that. Like I, obviously if some, you know, we talked about that before. No. Well, maybe Well, like where I, where my mind went with that Austin was like, like, so like seek the good in the world and try and emulate it, try and seek the bad within yourself and try to eliminate it. But ultimately you also want to try and be the good that's worth emulating as well. So it's like, cause Mm. Trish and I were actually just talking about this, uh, the, the, it was the Pierre annual conference uh, like this week. And at the conference, there was a few different times where someone was giving a presentation, but they were completely out of shape. And him and I just both have this thing where it's super hard to take someone seriously if they've just let their body go. You know, like similar to what you're talking about. Like, and it's like the, the advice could be totally valid, but I just can't. I, but there's a part of me that's like, I have to discount this though. Yeah. I so, just do. so, so that's something that, that I guess I've thought of before, but I never once thought of, like, for example, if you were to look at me, I don't think anyone would say, oh, wow, I have to discount what that person's saying because he's visibly, you know, very out of shape, right? I'm probably carrying around an extra 15 pounds that I could get rid of, but like, there's not like that visible immediate factor. But what I'm trying to say is that like, I do believe that I'm not, based on what I'm trying to accomplish, I'm just not accomplishing it. Yeah, you want to hold yourself to a higher standard. Right. I want to hold myself to a higher standard, but like, I know that I'm not holding myself to the a standard that I even accept for myself. And so I realized that when it, when it comes to health and fitness, that is right. And so I realized that when people ask me for what I think about things, like I totally agreed with what James said in that moment. So therefore I I almost, I was almost left with the only conclusion, but to discount what I was saying, like it was kind of weird. It's interesting, right? It's interesting how we all come up, all come at this from different angles. Like, so like, so, uh, Amber just instantly went like full like David Goggins like I want to fucking you know take souls you know and he's just you know he's like mind training so it's like there's a physicality aspect to it I'm sure that you know I'm sure Amber has some sort of vanity level there where it's like you you know you probably want to look decent and then Austin you're talking about how you know there's there's this idea of just wanting more right so it's just like having a goal like to work towards like it's just another thing you can compete at and you enjoy that aspect to it right yeah yeah, but then interesting. Like, you know, it's what I find interesting is that like, so how I like, you know, other than like the running aspect was like similar to Ammer, where, you know, it's like a mental game. So that's, that's where the running for me came into. But then where the actual, the, where the weightlifting came in for me was actually from Trisha. Like Trisha motivated me to get, kind of get, get off my ass and actually like start like working on like my body, if that makes sense, like from a physical appearance standpoint. Because a part of me was like seeing how she was transforming her body by like, just working out like crazy and like she's like it's totally working like you know as far as like you know like you know everyone's pretty familiar with like what females typically work on and whatever you know it works like at least working for her and so i'm like fuck maybe i should also try and like you know embody what it is to be like a like a physically attractive male you know like by all intents and purposes Mm. it's like that's like my main motivation is like physical appearance yeah i feel like i'm gonna see john in october he's just gonna be yoked um probably not in a month no no next year i would say yeah i would say like six months yeah yeah i forgot to give you guys another update okay i was on the phone on friday with the owner of contracting.com oh let's go yeah finally and i i got their phone number jumped on a call it was a her Passed through the reception secretary. And she was like, hello. 
this is blank speaking. And I was like, my heart dropped. Does this like, chick just own like a, like a, like a, like. She owns a whole bunch of domains, you know. Oh, so she's like a domain broker. Okay. Yeah, but she has a, like a company. Like she's the CEO. I know, I, 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 know I get it. I get it. I get sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, all right. Wow. And um, yeah, we made them a formal offer. And so now I'm just waiting back. <laughs> Pretty goddamn <Dude>. nervous. <laughs> that is such a massive play. Hopefully, I don't know. Um, but yeah, pretty excited. I'm gonna find out your offer and offer one penny more, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that Dwight Schrute scene. <clears throat> yeah, dude. But it it actually took us one hundred thousand dollars and one penny. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time we talked about this was like in March. Yeah, and we've like I've been trying to get a hold of them. Since oh, I remember March. you telling me though when I was with you in Toronto, you were like, "It's impossible. I can't get a hold of them." Okay, dude, you just can't. And to get her on the phone was insane um yeah send, send them a gift basket did are you joking you know? no 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 dude joking. tell me the whole process how did you get her on the phone tell us tell us how you did can't it. can't reveal that, that that's oh, too early on dude um, okay, no, no, hold on. i don't want to get too, too sidetracked on a fucking website purchase just hold on like this it, is just no, funny not, though yeah, this exactly. is anecdotal yeah, exactly. funny no shit. no no this is this is like a this is like a side comment amber's trying to buy a website cool contracting.com though john i don't think you understand how big that is that's like if Smith and Wesson bought guns.com. I don't know if that's equal. Guns.com. <laughs> no, guns. I know. I'm just, I, I don't know if there's much to talk about here. Like, Amazon no, there, there, there isn't. There isn't. I just yeah. thought I'd give you guys an update. It's exciting. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, John, what, what's, what's new with you, man? Uh, what, what are you working well, on? What's Brady, cool Brady, is that? So, yeah. yeah. So, Brady and I have been working out Monday, Wednesday, Fridays together. And over the last few weeks since he's been here and uh it's totally interesting like working out with him and like actually having a, like a like a totally different workout program because what i was doing earlier was like it was one thing but this is a totally different thing and uh it's it's really cool because the amount of gains that i've made even just in the short period of time that i've been working on with uh brady has been ridiculous like uh the other day i uh i did a shoulder press sitting down for 55 pounds on each arm let's go and yeah but Wait, what yeah so but take in mind that as of like so the heaviest weight that i have in my home gym is 50 pounds like a dumbbell and that was like something i would do like maybe once on like a bench press like it wasn't even like tomorrow morning really trying yeah, yeah you're yeah, yeah. shoulder pressing 55s as dumbbells for six yeah i don't believe you fucking brady was there 55 on each hand i couldn't get sitting it up. down he had to help he yeah sitting down and he, <laughs> yeah. Shoulder and he press. had to help me he had to help me get him up and i was like boom john's like boom. okay well i couldn't yeah. lift it brady lifted it for me but no 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 i'm joking i couldn't, I'm joking. I couldn't I get it up i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't flip it up but he got me both hands in place and then i fucking did it yeah let's go that is, that is incredible yeah, no, I, I mean uh, Brady was there. Yeah, respect, respect. And, that is incredible. Um, what? Yeah, that but like, but insane. I'm making massive gains though. Like, I'm I'm like lifting way more. Like, I mean, astronomically more than I'd ever lifted before. Like, way. Doesn't more. it? Doesn't it feel amazing? Like, dude. Okay. Like, here's the thing. Like, okay. So, like, um, like a few months ago, like when I was doing, uh, like when I was just working at home, I was doing, uh, like, 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 uh, pull ups, like neutral grip pull ups, um. And I would, I could only do like maybe four or five at a time. And I had a band on my knee. 
So like the band was helping me and I could yeah, yeah. four or five. <laughs> and now, now I'm doing like, 20 with one hand. No, 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 no. no. I, John's no, like, no, try did, pinky I, finger, buddy. No, no, I did, um, no, I did uh, 10, but with 20 pounds, a uh, 20 pound belt. Neutral grip or wide grip? Neutral grip. Neut- with 20 pounds between your legs. Wait, yeah, neutral grip is like this? Yeah, hey, man. Yeah, just like this. Oh, nice. Okay, Again, so, Brady's here for all of this, so like, there's no like, there's I no I can call the guy up. Like, there's no. When, when you guys are changing the locker room, does Brady also pull out a needle with some liquid in it, and <laughs> put, it put it somewhere? Because that no, was like John. No, 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 no. Because part of it is like, I just don't want to be a bitch like in front of Brady. Because Brady's so much stronger than me, so like, yeah. I'm like trying to like, you know, push. And then Kyle, dude, because so so. uh Brady and I get there, so it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We only work out three days a week, whereas before I was working out five days. So it's only three days a week now. Tons of rest time. So like Monday's, uh, like tomorrow's uh, chest focus, Wednesday's leg, Friday's shoulder focus, okay? And then Monday, uh, sorry, sorry, so Brady and I get there at 6 a.m. We do like a workout. It takes about 45 minutes or so. It's not a particularly long workout. And then we sit in the sauna for 20 minutes and just like that's where we do our like sales meetings, okay? Fucking Kyle, Brady's brother who works for me as well as a painter he's gonna run a student franchise next spring he's there at uh at 5 a.m because he goes to work obviously to paint after so he's there at 5 a.m this motherfucker dude <coughs> it's insane how fucking strong like, he's like he can do um he can bench press 95 in each arm dumbbell uh, that's pretty good the guy is ripped as fuck so it's like I see Kyle, or sorry, Brady sees Kyle and is like trying to get catch up to him. And then I'm like right behind Brady. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing all this? It's just nuts. So it's just like, anyway, that's, that's one of the cool things. Like I've just, I love having Brady around because he's like really pushing me in different ways. Or even like when I'm training him too, it's making me a better salesperson because I have to kind of like do everything by the book now, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I feel that. I feel that It's for so sure. funny yeah. how we're moving in similar directions without any plan. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's called. Yeah. Uh, We're all like starting to work out. We're all trying to s- solves, solve the well, sales. It's called. Uh, it's called. We're like, living in a simulation. Like very. I've been working out very consistently for like nine months, but no, it I know, wasn't I know. until it wasn't because. So what happened was again, it was. It comes down to Brady. Uh, I saw a photo of Brady, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You so tell the story every time, man. I know. No, I know. He's your man crush. We get it. John's like, dude, Brady's no, I, so no, hot. I saw Brady like twelve. I wanted to be ago, Brady like, so like, bad, this, dude. Like, skinny like kid who was just like, like I don't know, like he was just like he was kind of bitch made looking, you know. And then whoa. <laughs> Well, he, he was just like this skinny kind of like, like, like he looked so young I and mean, he still looks young, but he looked super young, very scrawny, like, you know, and now he's just like this Jack man. I'm like, where the fuck? Brady, if you want to file a workplace harassment claim with John Morgan painting, let me know. I can help you out. Yeah, does John grab your ass? Independent contractor. <laughs> Independent contractor. No, Brady looks really good. He really does. Him and Jonah. Jonah Stark. Jonah Stark is just absolutely fucking ridiculous how jacked he is. Anyway, so that's where it came from. Because I was like, Brady, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm on Jonah's program. And I'm like, Jonah, send me your shit. You know? Yeah. Mm, nice. nice. I like it. I like it. Maybe when we're in uh, in Whistler for the Patreon retreat, we should hit a little, uh, like, do a little weekly call Olympics. See who's... Uh... Well, no, I don't want to hurt myself. But, but, but Brady and I, if it's on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, we will be working out. Nice. Well... Maybe I'll fly over there with a 50-pound dumbbell. This was also a cool week for me because it was the very first time in my entire career where a paint job booked and it was not me. 
Let's go. There you go. Yeah. Welcome to Leverage. Because I was I was out of town for the week, more or less, because I was obviously on the bike trip. But then I also had to do three days at the uh, Pure Air Annual Conference. So effectively, I was just out of town, you know, like um, for the whole week. And then so Brady had a had a bunch of quotes set up that he did. And uh, he booked two of them, wow, uh, one for twenty five hundred and one for five thousand. Wow. And so, yeah, it was really cool. Leverage, it, man. Really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. And then, Nothing I mean, like he's going to go back to being back to shadowing me this week. But it was cool just to like see that, you know, next. Like I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, like what's possible from here? Yeah, it got really cool because I was like, man, yeah. if I pop off a preseason like I normally can and then Brady's doing it on top of that, like him and I could get to like, I would say like 1.5 million probably. In the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, just in the preseason, yeah. Dude. Or more. I mean, dude. dude, him and I him and I are doing some savage quotes right now. Like like for next year, like we have some strata quotes out there. Oh, let's uh yeah. let's not count those chickens where they hatch though, you know? I mean, no, uh, no, no, I'm not, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not let's not get into a no, no, circle I'm jerk not, here, you know? Like I No, no, no. I'm not uh No, no, I'm not I'm not trying to circle jerk. I'm, I'm not John, I'm just I'm just, really I'm, just I'm just joking. I know you're not. But there, we have some quotes out there, so it's it's I'm optimistic, and but it made me rethink though, like of what you know, what him and I could actually do together next year. You know, like what's like what could we actually like? What's the upper limit of what we could do? Yo, you know, quick note on Stratas. I got played by a Strata this year, and I realized it was because I was just talking to the wrong person the whole time. So you played yourself. I played myself, really. <laughs> like, what do you mean you were talking to the wrong person? Well. Congratulations, you you paid yourself. <laughs> Congratulations, you got played. Three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar project was not talking to the uh, condo board director. Was talking to the property manager the entire mm. time. Well played. Well, did and, they not? And John, what? you can go ahead and get into it, but I, it was well disguised. It was a, it was like a, no, but I mean, I, I deal with tons of property managers and I send them like, like they, like they're getting quotes for the condo board. No, I know, but I'm just realizing, I'm realizing that, well, oh, I guess this is important to know. Do you ever contact condo boards directly? Uh, sorry, sorry. Well, the board members, like, because the way this board was structured is there was seven people on the board. It's different for every single strata. Like some stratas, it's like literally property manager will do like says, "Hey, I manage this property. I need some quotes. You talk to them about the project. You send them the quote, and then sometimes they pass it off to the owner. Sometimes they don't. Commercial properties are almost always going to be through the property manager. Stratas typically, once the property manager gets all the three bids, usually the strata will then contact you. Um, or they'll, which is, this is the most common, a property manager will say, Hey, this strata is looking to get some quotes. Here's their contact information. You usually call them schedule a quote. And then I send it to the, I send it to the, the condo board member and we call it strata member. So it's strata member. And then I CC the property manager. So they know that I fulfilled my commitment. Do you ever get in a room with strictly board members? Um, like, is that a, is that a goal you have to sell effectively? No, but okay. I mean, it's ideal. It's ideal that we do a walkthrough with them. It's very rare that you would get to present. Yeah, all to, to all now, members, right? Well, no, that's not true. Sorry, I, I should say this. It's very rare that during the bidding stage that you would get to meet with an entire council. That's yes. pretty rare. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty rare. 
it, it can happen, but it's rare. Usually what happens is, is you'll bid on, on them. So you meet with like the, you usually meet with ideally the, the, the decision maker on the strata council. So, and usually that person is the one that's getting quotes anyways, but you, you, you know, and you can kind of decipher, like when you've talked to, if you have a good relationship with the property manager, you can be like, Hey, who's the person that's the decision maker on the strata? Oh, you're going to talk to John. Okay. Sounds good. So you try and focus on John mm. doing a walkthrough with them is really important, but ultimately the quality of your quote package is, is what I focus on because ultimately that's, what's going to be read by all the strata council members. Yeah. And so when they, you know, cause I'm on a strata council, I know what it looks like. Whoever's the most detailed quote package can usually justify the better price. If you, if you can make it look like you're going to, cause the strata council members don't want to hire someone makes themselves look bad. Right. If you like, right. if you have a huge project and you like a roofing contract, for example, and you award it to a shitty contractor, it makes the strata council look super bad. Mm-hmm. So they are spending other people's money. So they're more likely to go with the option. That's just the one that's going to be the less, the least hassle. Right. Especially because yeah. of volunteers. So I think so then next time I book- once you then get chosen, though, hold on, let me just let mm-hmm. me explain this because I'm not done. What then what happens is the council will typically pick one of the bids like so the council will accept a bid from the contractor They say, OK, we like this person. If it's a large enough project, they then typically at an AGM will present it to the owners saying we'd like to do this work with this contractor. And then the owners vote on whether or not the work gets approved, not not the contractor, but just whether the work actually happens at that time sometimes you might be asked to come in and speak to the owners. Mm. And that is basically a traditional sales pitch. Yeah. Got it. But that, but if you can get approved by the council, there's a high likelihood you're going to get the project at that point. Cause then at that, at that point, it's just a matter of if they do the painting, it's with you. If they don't, then no one gets the contract. Yeah. yeah. I think, um... and if they return to it, a lot of times they don't want to do three bids again. So if you, if you, the reason why I don't do a 10% discount on strata or con or any kind of like large commercial project, I don't do the 10, like I just, I don't take off the 10% is because then I know if I get the project this year, sweet, I make a bit extra money. But if they say no this year and I have to do it next year, I can do it without having to change my pricing, mm-hmm. which basically instant books the job. Because a lot of people yes. they go back to will want to change their pricing. Anytime a, a property manager or a strata council has ever contacted me saying, is this price still valid? If I say yes, I've always gotten the job. Because really what they're asking is, can we book? <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. And if you've already taken 10% off, then you have to raise your pricing. Nice. Yeah. And then and then if they email all of the contractors and say, is, is this bid still valid? And you are the only one that says yes, they're going to be like, fuck, I don't want to get get requotes. Just fucking let's just go with this guy who said yes. So. Right. Nice. And roofing, I realize that there's totally different. No, it, I don't think it really will be that different. Dude, and I think the next uh, time that I, wood, wood prices probably factor way more. No, 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 no. Sorry. Out of everything you just said, it's not different, right? Um, oh, yeah. No, but, no, no. Everything but yeah, except yeah. for the quote thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the next time I get into a strata situation or a condo board situation, I just think I'm going to call you because I think I want to just really make sure i'm perfecting this i'm strategy pretty yeah I, I have a pretty good understanding of what's going on with that now i i realized that i kind of i was willfully blind to the idea that i didn't understand the complexity of how these decisions get made yeah it was well, actually not that complex once you understand No, it's like, not but i just didn't because now know. that i'm on a strata i just have a perfect yeah. understanding of how a yeah. strata operates i mean it's not a complicated thing <clears> once you know and then also thankfully tristan his business is really built off of strata so he he had a deeper understanding before me and he actually has some pretty creative um, roofing would be even way easier. Like in the sense that it, it would be pretty straightforward to drive around and be like, 
that building needs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's very not, it's a very like, it's a natural selection thing that has to happen. Yeah. 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 Um, another huge win this week was, uh, our sales rep for Pierrer, uh, closed his first cold sale this week. Uh, two, actually he got two. So he's been going out for lunch with restoration people, actually three jobs. He closed this week. He, um, there was one that closed today. So he, uh, he's been like basically whining and dining, like restoration project managers, um, property management groups, like for stratas. Um, he's, you know, by doing cookie drops and like introducing himself to these, to these organizations and basically just like getting out and like networking and whatnot. And, uh, he's gotten some court requests and booked his first jobs, which was really cool. And this was our uh, most successful week with, uh, with modern peer for, from a booking standpoint, we booked 14 jobs, which is way more than we've ever booked like we the most we've ever booked in a previous week was maybe six or seven wow and that we've been averaging about five or six or so over the last four weeks so this was a huge week attraction for us wow, that's which awesome. was super cool yeah so what changed then yeah just the person just hit their stride well yeah i mean um like kudos to tristan because he's been you know he's really taking the lead on on managing <clears> jeffrey <throat> and so he's you know he's gotten jeffrey up to speed and really got him focused on you know what he needs to do to succeed within the pure model and and we've gotten a lot of buy-in from from Jeffrey. And uh, I mean, I think a lot of it too is just like compounding as well. Like, you know, we've been sending out flyers every single month for the last few months and we've been spending tons of money on it. And now finally some of that's starting to come through and we've been spending tons of money on Google advertising. And again, finally that's starting to come through, right? Because there's a compounding of that. Our, you know, our search, our uh, Google ads teams getting, you know, just getting to know the market better and there's better traction over time and, and, uh, you know, more referrals, more repeat clients, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just kind of, it's, you know, and we're also getting into the busier season as well. So. Right. Yeah. Nothing like some good fall demand. Well, yeah. Cause there's like two busy seasons for PR. There's, um, basically anytime someone turns on or turn like, so they, when they turn on their heating system, that's going to cause, you know, they're going to be like small burnt dust. They're going to want it cleaned mm. when they turn on their AC in the uh, mm. summer. Interesting. So there's like those two. So yeah. Burnt dust. I know the smell immediately, but I've never heard that word. Burnt yeah. Burnt dust. dust or, you know, just like they turn on, you know, they turn it on for the first time in a while and then they get, you know, they, they instantly start getting sneezy or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe they did some renovations, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting how, like when you think of home maintenance and building maintenance, the first thing that comes to mind isn't air quality to me at least, but it's such a big business. No, It's such a big business. Well, it's out of sight, out of sight, out of yeah. mind. Most yeah. people don't think they're, you know, HVAC or heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually some things that I've been, because I've been doing the, uh, like the, like the, some of the training systems for, for PR. Mm. The, this is something I just, I did not know this. I don't know if you guys did. Okay. The way that, um, a heating system works in the in the winter is that it doesn't actually heat the air it pulls the hot air from outside into the home think about that for a second i did not know that wait so it yeah, pulls the I, hot I, air no, from did, outside I, during I, the winter correct correct it could be it could be like negative 10 out and it's pulling the hot air from outside indoors what do you mean the and hot air the cold though? air no, that's no, that's what I fucking mean. That's exactly <laughs> what I fucking mean. Hold up, hold up. It's winter, yeah, though, yeah, no, John, that, this, Johnny boy. Yeah, this blew my mind. So basically, what it's doing is, in a simplistic way, 
is it's taking all of the cold air, okay, from inside and it's shipping it outside, which of course increases the average temperature of the indoor hair. And on top of it, it's taking the any of the heat from the outdoor air. So not hot air, it's the heat. Because even because even what we call cold air actually has heat in it. John, go fuck like, yourself, man. This no, no, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not no, no, fucking no, no, no. with you. I, like the the only that air that sounds, has no heat. man. No, 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 no. So the the only the only the temperature which air actually has no heat left is negative 180. But up until then, there's actually a lot of heat being stored within the air. So it pulls the hot air or the heat out of the air and ships it inside. So cold air inside is negative 180 zero Kelvin. Maybe. Is that how that works? I don't know. Okay, what's negative 180 Celsius to Kelvin? But see, I'd always... Now, there is different systems, obviously, but this is a traditional, like, you know, gas furnace. Right. I used to think that it was like the the actual air itself was being heated, and that's not the case. I I thought that too. But that's not the the main source, though. Yeah. Fucking cool, right? Did not know that. Yeah, that makes sense, because what heat is is energy. Yeah. So it's just pulling... But I don't is know how it pulls furnace, the energy. Is this a John? Is a furnace different yes. than a heating system? Okay. Well, there's different types of furnaces. Yeah, like a gas furnace, an oil furnace, etc. Okay, furnace, now this which is the least efficient. Uh, inside of a furnace, air is warmed up by the fuel source. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is a fuel-powered furnace. It's different. Doesn't matter. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna look into that. Um, what what are you uh what are you guys nervous about? For the next quarter, the thing that I'm most nervous about two things. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say nervous though, but like the things that I'm. What did you mean? Like, do you mean specifically nervous? Uh, worried, anxious. I mean, yeah. I obviously like there's a natural kind of like, you know, transitioning from exterior work to interior work, you know, like will that demand be there? You know, like will I be able to keep all my guys busy with pro works? So that's obviously, you know, it's probably the same concern for both businesses, like are we going to be able to find the revenue? Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty low level of nervousness because I just ultimately know that like like the right people are in the right places. Like I'm confident yeah. that, you know, Jeffrey will be able to drive that revenue. And uh, I'm confident that Brady and I can do it within ProWorks, right? So, so low level nervousness. And then I would say the next thing is um, just cash flow. Just making sure that there's enough cash flow to you know keep everything going. Nice. What about you, Austin? Same thing. Uh, yes, uh, slightly. Like more, more just about. Um, uh, not yet having a full uh, a full circle understanding of uh, cash flow needed during the winter months. Um, yeah, yeah, same here. And then, like, I understand it mathematically, but I feel like there's things that I won't fully get until I go through it, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Well, because, like, for you, it's a new business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so thankfully, know, there's like, franchise like, systems for this, but it's not, like yeah it's just interesting i just want to see how it works for my personal or my business's finances i suppose 
And then um, the second thing is finding the right task force and building the right uh, absolute killer squad that is going to sell work for my franchise next year because my commitments are changing very drastically in the next four months. So starting actually... Basically, you can't sell next year. <clears throat> I'm only going to be involved in projects that are over a certain size as needed. And so that is something uh, that's going to be kind of interesting to me because my goal is to have, uh, there's going to be Gabe who's anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week, depending on the time of the year. And then I need someone to compliment and also kind of be an equal to Gabe in terms of ability, because Gabe has now gotten to the point where he's very capable and like, there's maybe only like, 5% of projects that my business would encounter that I wouldn't fully blindly trust Gabe to go fully market and sell. And so that 5% I fully deal with, but it's a very small portion of jobs. And so I need to get somebody a up to Gabe's level of understanding of roofing and ability to sell effectively, which just takes an exorbitant amount of effort and time and proper recruiting. And so I need to find that one person, which I think I can, I've, I've identified, but it's just the idea of fully onboarding and perfecting that cycle over the, like before February. So all, all, all in the same breath is like, Hey, tomorrow morning at 8am, I'm also leading a, a, a training with, with six new rookie franchises and I'm training them. They're all, they've all come to Ottawa. They're all here for one week. And and so it's it's very interesting. just out of curiosity why keep um why keep the franchise like for, for example Corey who's the vice president of yeah. Sumers and and ProWorks yeah. he doesn't run a franchise yeah <laughs> yeah isn't it interesting so just out of curiosity wouldn't that why, be yeah why do it wouldn't that, that be a good I I want to um for what for for uh at the at the pace we're growing uh it would only it would be impossible as of next year. Uh, like sorry like impossible as in to run a franchise at the same time yeah so the goal would be to license or or fully get like um if i could wait sorry i think i totally i think you might have missed oh i think i either misheard you or you misheard me why are you running a franchise next year and doing the coaching um because it's not a uh it's not a 100 percent full-time role to coach seven locations it's so as of right now it's not economically viable for you to only do the coaching correct and okay okay so it's just it's just a time thing okay so you're basically like a mini a mini vice president right now yeah yeah i would actually just say mini coach i I, i'm a mini coach that has a uh a pretty large business development role but i i wouldn't say i'm at a vice president level yet so So do you actually sell the franchises or is that someone else that does that? Currently, that's someone else who does that. I, I recruit. We have an interesting uh, recruiting process because at the stage we're at right now, I personally know uh, most of the people who are eligible to be recruited. That will stop being a thing in about three years, two years. So as of this point, um i'm a part of the recruiting process but in a very small way so 
So, so you basically teach, are you, do you teach someone how to run a roofing franchise? A to Z, yes. Actually, that's not true. Man, I, that's I, not I suppose true. That's I, not true. Oh, okay. Uh, a to Z from, A, a to Z, everything except production. And what I mean okay, by production is like the technical understand. aspects of roofing. Yes. Okay. And this is the thing I just, I've never understood, but maybe, maybe I'm, what, what am I missing here? Yeah. Right. If you can teach someone how to run a roofing franchise from A to Z, why not own a roofing company that, like, that you own the asset, like the underlying asset? Like, like why teach someone how to run a business that you don't own? Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, what am I, what am I missing there? Like, if, if you can take someone who doesn't know how to run a roofing business, and then 12 months later, they're running a roofing business... Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you make way more money if you just owned the roofing business? Yeah, I would make more money. I, I, I don't really think that I'm open to taking on that much risk, I suppose. And I don't think I've really proved it to myself yet that I can do it. Um, I, I, I'm still learning a lot about what it takes to coach a roofing franchise. Um. But I think I'm close to that point. Like I think I'm probably six to twelve months away to being to the point where I would be happy and fully content with my ability to coach a roofing franchise. But I say I, I would say for the, all intents and purposes, the main now, thing is that the buy-in from the person. Like if if you have a, someone who's coming on as a right, you know, as a um, as a franchise franchisee, they have tons of skin in the game, right? So that you know you're. Whereas I guess if you hire employees, you know, they don't have as much skin in the game, right? Well, so. yeah. And at the same time, like, I, I think we're really building a monster and, a, and, and I truly believe that we have a competitive, a pretty significant competitive advantage that there's a lot of things that I can't provide as an individual. Like what? Um, so our franchise fee is significantly low relative to other franchise fees and how we can guarantee that is we have offices overseas that do all of our accounting and estimating and so every single rydell franchise does not have the responsibility of producing their own estimates so all estimates are done by a team of estimators overseas in a different country and um that's that also ties in with for the reason it's cheaper labor cheaper labor but also these people are engineers and so they produce high quality very very accurate estimates uh but yeah lower cost and then also um the training that goes into how to properly estimate a roof not being in the same continent as that roof and then also the accounting um and and the diligence of how all the accounting actually gets reported and, and how easy it is for any accountant to go around and do corporate, like run the books at the, at the year end. Um, there's just so many things that go into that, that there's no way that if I ever tried to do this by myself, at least right now, that I would be able to at all compete with the amount of value created for that much of a franchise fee. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But at the same time, I I'll be honest. Like, no, no, sorry. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, bring that back. Sorry, hold on. You, yeah, we just kind of skipped over that. Sorry. 
sorry why not just keep buying more uh rydell oh, yeah. locations yeah sorry that's yeah that's yeah that's where i was going with that sorry i wasn't i didn't mean like go fucking start your own franchise i meant why not like <laughs> um why not just keep owning more and more because i'm not interested i'm i'm more interested in building the franchise as opposed to running 17 franchises or however many like that that's currently where but wouldn't it be more or less the same thing um Like, isn't a DM basically just running 17 painting businesses, but they just have 17, like... like this was the logic I, I went through when I came back to do 500 versus, like, wanting to be a DM. I, I actually... I, I suppose on paper, John, I can't refute that that logic because I see what you're saying. I just... I'm just much more as an individual. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a relationships-oriented person. So I actually get a lot of energy and value from helping someone create something for them as opposed to only yeah, but creating wouldn't it you for me. be helping someone yeah but wouldn't you be helping someone create mm. like a, a better life for them like what am i missing here Amor? maybe maybe i am thinking about i'm open to thinking about this all wrong i'm just i'm just telling you how i'm i currently think yeah about it. like what like what what You're are not you missing anything. gaining yeah what are what are you gaining like like what's the trade-off here like like what like what am i missing like like like, are you, what are you gaining by not going down the route that I'm proposing? Like, wh- like what's the benefit? Take in mind that there might be some, you know, pros and cons either way. But like, what's the, what's the, what's the benefit to doing what you're doing? It seems like you're doing the same thing, but you just make less money. Way less money. I want to make that clear. Way less money. Like and significantly also less no money. No equity. No equity either. I mean, maybe unless you get stock options, I guess. Then we would be talking about a totally different thing. Yeah, man, this, this, uh, I don't want to say. I suppose I don't really think about what were we going to say? This, like, I brought this is what I brought up like two weeks ago or like three weeks ago is like around you getting paid what is what you're worth for your skill sets. I think John just kind of, I'm just doing the mental math here and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like, if if you just did a roofing business in your first year at 1.5 million, I'm like, it's fucking dude. nuts. Dude. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, if you just like in the next five years, if you just had three of those businesses. No, that'd be okay? that I don't think Austin can do three. In in five years, Austin should be at like ten. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm I'm trying to be oh. no, no, I don't think ten, but I'm yes. trying to be conservative here. I'm just trying to say, like, I think in five years it wouldn't be implausible for him to have three roofing companies i would say four as a bare minimum i would say four dude let me say three i'm just i'm (laughs) I'm trying to prove a fucking point here okay i'm i'm purposely lowballing him okay it's too low it's too low no i i'm gonna go too low and then it'll even prove my point even more okay even if you had three okay assuming you got your first location at the end of five years up to two million and you got your second location up to 1.5 and you got your third up to a million okay so I'm trying to like stagger it a little bit, okay? That's 4.5 million, even assuming extremely low net profit of like 15%, like net, like to you. Let's assume, you know, everything out. Like you're looking at like- A lot. $750,000. Like, is there any chance of you making 750,000? Like, is there even a, is there even a, a, a 20% chance of you making- a, three quarters of a million dollars as the as the franchise rep i just don't even i don't I, how 
Yeah, I don't think. I don't How think would that even be the case? I don't like. Is that even possible? Yeah, like, I guess. I guess it just comes down to. Uh, and it's, and I thought it's a pretty simple pretty argument of like offer on the one. Yeah, no, I agree with. And what this you're is saying. a Zhang on total low ball in three locations in five years. I feel like I lowballed the with shit the, with out the, of you. The knowledge that you have is just ridiculous, man. Yeah, I feel like I lowballed the shit out of you, like in multiple ways, like low low net profit. You know, low revenue after low five number of, years locations. of those locations. Yeah, low. Like I feel like I lowballed everything there. And hell, even if you call that the high, it's like what's so it's like. And I feel like you'd have like a pretty good chance at pulling that off. And and um, anyway, so there there you go. Mm. And you'd have equity too. Like, what's that worth? Like four point five million dollars in revenue, seven hundred fifty grand profit. Like, and it's like pretty streamlined. You could yeah. probably sell that for at least like fucking. I mean, at least one point five million. You'd think like two times earnings. Like at least. Yeah. Mm. It's a roofing business. I mean, that's pretty sellable, right? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm um, open to coaching your operators too. Meanwhile, you're like, oh yeah, like, so I'm talking about you opening up two more locations in the next five years. You already have one. You open two more and you basically do like try and get, you know, get one that's like less than what you're doing, one slightly more and one equivalent. And then meanwhile, you're like, I don't know, man, that sounds pretty hard. And, but then you're like, oh yeah, the other thing I'm going to go do though is I'm going to go open up 50 of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like... That seems way harder. I don't know. What am I missing here? I don't know. I just, it's like, I don't know. It seems resistance. It's resistance. 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 How do you say, how do you say resistance in French? Resistance. Yeah, resistance. Resistance. See, I I knew French. I know French. I'm a French Canadian. I'm a French Canadian. Canadian. Austin, we want you to get paid, brother. That's all we want. This is the get paid podcast. I want you to get paid. It's the get paid. Per, yeah, yeah, yeah. a p per location yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think and boys i feel the i feel the love i feel the care for sure i'm 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 sitting here and reflecting on what you're saying and i i agree with what you're saying i think if i'm filtering for earnings at this very moment dude add a better lifestyle what are you talking about well Way i think better. the lifestyle i don't know maybe i would look into that more Dude, how many locations are you gonna have? They're all calling you, like yo. Well, I guess Austin, I guess I'm it's gonna... also just like the different way I've thought about running running businesses because the way I think about uh, like the mental model I have for running a business that I own versus coaching a business that I do not own is quite different. Like I think that's maybe just a different way that I look at the business itself, and therefore assign certain amounts of difficulty and challenge to that. Right. I also don't know. Um, like if, from a financial compensation standpoint, it seems pretty simple to me. I don't own the businesses that I'm coaching and I, I get, I don't experience the downside of that business not doing great at like near, yeah, nearly so. as much um, as I would if I owned the business. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that like if I owned the business and I didn't do like, let's say I have one location, which is the original location, the one I own now doing two million which I think is my goal anyway for next year, even coaching people, the goal is 2 million. So let's say that business keeps going and that business generates like, again, on the low end of 15% net profit. And just to be clear, John, if I'm outsourcing everything, meaning sales, marketing, and production, 15% net profit would be like something that you'd be shooting for. Um, Not shooting for, it would be the standard. Like it would be what you would earn, like given, um, given like how you're you're outsourcing everything at that point right yes except for if you have multiple locations you're going to have more synergy between the three because you can utilize the same team oh fair that's a good point yeah especially from a sales and marketing standpoint yeah 
Um, so, yeah, let's assume we get that to 15. I like that estimation. So then we get to the first year. <clears throat> let's even say every every location I start up, you'd be looking to do a million dollars in revenue that year. And all of a sudden, boom, one location fails miserably. And not only do I not make 15, 000, 15%, um, I actually make negative dollars. And then that takes away from the dollars from another location. I just suppose I'm I'm not open to... Um, I guess that's what you're getting. It's risk mitigation. Yeah, it's risk mitigation. And, your- and I've said that I've said this before on this podcast, and I think it's actually uh, something worth saying and, and worth unpacking for many people is that I don't believe I'm an entrepreneur. I, I truly don't believe that I am a, like, I'm going to go and reinvent Man. how this is done, right? I think you're too so, young to say what you are and are not, is my opinion on that. Um, okay, that's fair. So let me restructure what I said. I don't believe I have entrepreneurial behavior and tendencies. I mean, I'm talking about being a business person. We got different labels here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But you're not starting something new. You're just buying more of what you already own. Yeah. Yeah. So So you're just expanding in a different way. I mean, you could look at it as like, oh, opening up three locations or it's just buying more territory under the existing franchise. Yeah, I guess there's no point in labeling it as an entrepreneur. You're, You're right. I think I think that the, no, but I, but I get it now, though. I mean, I understand what yeah. you're saying. I mean, basically, you, you you participate in none of the downside or at least very little of the downside. Yeah, I mean, there's still some downside you participate in. Yeah, but you but in exchange for not participating in any of the downside, you also only participate in a very small fraction of the upside. Very, very, very small. Yeah, a very small amount. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. But in saying that, though, if you do if you did the path we're talking about, you participate fully in the upside. And fully in the downside. Yeah. So you're saying, so I mean, I guess it's, I guess well, it, John, it, it's I, not like, like put it this way. I'm not, exchange. I'm not, I'm not opposed to the idea of what I'm doing right now. And, and like, when we look back on this conversation in 10 years, it's possible that the route that I'm pursuing right now, I realize is in fact undercompensating and under rewarding. And then I do, well, end you up, know what, though? and then but I maybe, do end up, but... sorry. Well, I was going to say, but yeah, but in in all fairness, though, maybe like four <laughs> or five years from now, maybe you, you know, you're a millionaire, you know, maybe you own your own property, maybe you feel more secure, maybe then you want to take the risk. Yeah, right? I, I think I think that, that seems less likely though. summarizes what my thought process would be, because I want to be able it to seems get less likely, though. Well, John, don't you think I feel like in five years, once you have all of that, I feel like then the argument will be like, oh, but I have all this stuff to lose now. So the way I guess I'm, I'm thinking about this is that yes, I don't pursue well, yeah, I guess there's more to lose, and you're right. I, I, I think that I know. You got kids. Oh, I don't. You know, I can't do it because of little Jimmy. I think I. Uh, Miranda's pregnant with our fourth child. <laughs> uh, be getting a vasectomy at that point. Um, but, uh, but I think. Young Gavernon. <laughs> what what, what was name. that, sir? What? Gavernon. Gavernon. Okay, I don't know. I didn't know that was the name. Uh, I just made it up. Yeah, I think. Uh, I know that there is a lot of things because I'm involved and pretty much leading uh, a large part of the business development that needs to happen from a franchise standpoint. Like Amher said, he's still building his product three years in. I'm sure Pure are still building their product to a certain extent, but they've been around for a long time. You know, Rydell is entering year three. And so I know how much there is to build and how much that we are building. And I do think that from a competitive advantage standpoint, I want to be a part of the team that builds the franchise 
before I go and try to maximize my income. So that as a mental model, that's kind of where I am. So that's, that's, that's how I'm navigating the seas of, of how do I maximize my compensation or Rydell first, let's build the foundation to be rock fucking solid. And then I, well, I mean, and then I'm open to the idea that possibly because of how coaches are compensated in a franchise structure that with my skill set, I end up wanting to buy and start multiple locations. Like, I, I think that's something to really consider. Yeah. Hey, fair enough, man. I get it. But, I but I also, I also would have a nightmare of like looking back at this conversation in 15 years and being like, yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta read something for you. Hold, hold okay. on. Hold on. This is this is important. You guys so you're great. saying you want you want to build the foundations first. Well, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, it sounds kind of vague. But do you, do you get that? Do you get what build I mean the systems by that? First. Here, what I understood is before you go out and go buy those franchises, you want to at least know that there's a solid foundation of systems and processes that you can run the businesses through. Yeah. And I also want to be able to help people like almost in a way like utilize, test. Come on, man. That's not a real argument though, because you're going to be building the systems and processes either way. Yeah. Well, I also want to be able to test them with other people's businesses too to get a very a very large sample size. <laughs> I get size. it. I, I think okay. I think I think that the sum up the conversation. I think ultimately it just comes to risk mitigation. I mean, you're just pretty much. I guess if you it's want, it's not to illogical it. though. It's not illogical. I mean, some people would rather buy, uh, like, uh, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say a bond. Is I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is illogical if Austin doesn't understand the upside. No, I do understand the upside. A quarter, you making seven hundred fifty thousand in five years, minimum. Yeah, but hold on, no, no, but we're but I we're saying there's like you know a fairly good odds of him making quarter, you know, three quarters of a million, whereas he might be looking at it as like there's a very good chance that I get this much, you know, like whatever that number may be. Yeah, Amber, like I I expected outcomes. I don't know, man. Like you got to look at it too as like units of effort, right? Like how do you measure units of effort? Like if I'm trading, I don't know, a hundred units of effort for the 750K a year, but you can trade, you know, 20 units of effort for 300. Do you think that's the case though? Well, that's that's what I'm asking you guys. That's what I'm asking you guys. Like, how do you measure, how do you measure units of effort? Like, is that something that you can Let me ask you this. Do you think I'm going to put in uh, more or less effort next year into my painting business than I did? Oh, you know, pick any year over the last five years. I think this is, but John, this is, I put more effort. No, I know where you're going with this. You're going to put way less in, but it happened to revolve around finding the right person. You found the right person, then you chose what to do with your business. You didn't decide what you were going to do with your business and then go, holy shit, I need to find a person. Well, it's not even just finding the right people, but it's also, it's becoming the right person as well. Well, no, but like, put it this way. I I agree. (laughs) I think we're agreeing with what we're saying. There's, There's actually the first case of a Rydell franchisee buying their second location for next year. So this is happening. We're coaching people to do this. It's happened that this person, dude, man, I'm gonna fucking die over here, Amber. 
not only is this motherfucker <laughs> not willing to dude, train people, not John, only is he not willing to, dude, of course Amber, I would this do motherfucker that. is training people on how to own multiple <laughs> units. This is crazy. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. Amber's like, yeah, Austin, this, 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 this is, dude, is a, I'm, this I'm, is a tough I'm, I'm dead, bro. I'm dead, bro. I'm dead right now. Company. This is an interesting dude, conversation. Dude, when you tell me that, dude, when you tell me, no, dude, bra, I'm, Amber, I'm dying over here. Austin, man, there's, um, I feel like there's a blind spot here now. The, the moment you told me there was a, you're now helping someone buy a second location, dude. Well, yeah, but just, just but, question okay, but everything. Here's, man. But here's no, but here's what I'm saying is that I I agree with the logic of owning a second location and the upside of that. But do you not think that you need the right person first, which is what the other franchisee did? Man, if you spent all your effort instead of building the SOPs for for Rydell or I whatever did, the heck man. you were doing, I I literally you, went. You would have found no, somebody. No, I did. I spent. I spent like pretty much like i spent a i spent a lot of money trying to f- recruit and identify right people twenty five hundred dollars that's not a lot of money that's a, a decent CEO. amount of money but, but you no, could also no, but it, 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 like sure it's like a solvable you, problem no yes, so Tri- you could do what tristan no but you could do what tristan did tristan i mean tristan was sick and tired of having trying to find the perfect person so he said fuck this i'm just gonna break the position into Guys. so many small components that it makes finding the right person way easier. Yeah. Like finding someone to do only estimates is way easier than finding someone like basically the smaller the role. I mean, this is what McDonald's did. McDonald's is like, dude, fuck this. We're not going to hire a chefs. We're going to hire a burger flipper. We're going to hire a French fry dipper. We're going to hire someone to take orders. We're going to hire someone to work the cashier. We're going to hire someone to literally sweep the floor. Like they like they broke everything into smaller components and magically everyone got paid minimum wage. Right. I'm open to, and like I've said countless times here, I'm I'm truly open to the idea that the way I've been approaching this isn't the most optimal if you're only controlling for earnings. I don't know. No, how, I'm saying I don't know no, how, for no, everything. Yeah, I think it's less, I think it's everything. I think it's better in every the only yeah. thing. And I'd even say well then, I, that's you know where what, I though? disagree. I'd because... even say it's less risky. I'd even say it's less risky because, I, when I say less risky, I mean one is solely based on your effort. The other one, like you're you're relying on these operators. Like when you say, "Oh, find the right person, dude." What, you think hire? You think you think that anybody can just operate a franchise? You don't think you have to find the right person for that? Of course not. This is what I'm saying: is I don't think we're communicating right. Just give me one mm. chance to explain my logic about. Okay, coaching other yeah, people. Yeah, we're just like throwing darts at yeah. the right now. Yeah. Would you agree that the move that you made with Brady and Amber, the move that you made with Joe, revolved around finding the correct person for the role? No. I actually strongly, that's a strong no for me. It was figuring out where the company needed to go, figuring out the positions that need to be okay, filled, so and then being like, okay, now. Let me rephrase now- the question for you, Amber. If you're going to launch a roofing franchise in a location that you do not live, do you think that it is important to find the right individual for that? Dude, look at what, I mean, look at Tristan and I. When we tried finding the right person, it was terrible. Well, well that, <laughs> that was, proves was, my point, John. I can't afford no, no, to have that yeah, happen, but, right? Like, I can't. Dude, but, but you think, no, what, but you think it doesn't Tristan have to be one person. Yeah, but Austin, well, we like. If you're Tr- going Tristan to manage, I, like, like you said, 10 locations, you need to have somebody at the driver's okay. seat of each location managing the business. Bring it back, bring it back. We tried bringing, no, where I was going with that is we tried finding, quote unquote, the right person, right? Like by all intents and purposes. And we thought we had them. Turns out we were totally wrong. 
then magically we hire someone off indeed <laughs> like literally and just like we literally didn't have a fucking choice okay. it john was just, I'm, I'm, and, i actually and, you know, don't want to talk about your Pereira franchise in this case because i don't think there's a proven enough track record for you and tristan to be claiming that you've mastered running a Pereira franchise together whoa 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 whoa, dude okay let's just let's just bring the energy right back down because that is not at all what i was just saying what i was saying is is that we've found someone who's running the franchise and i'm not trying to say that like it's like this huge success or anything like that okay but i'm saying well, you're talking about me making three quarters of a million dollars a year and that i should maybe try to find someone and it'll it, you're alluding to the fact that you can find still good people on indeed yeah you can but I'm, what, the point that i was trying to make is is that the like i mean jeffrey could totally end up being a crash and burn situation by all intents and purposes it looks like it's heading in the right direction i'm saying when we tried finding someone who was quote unquote the right person who was going to do everything it didn't work out at all but now that we have someone who's doing a much smaller role it was easier to fill i'm not saying it's right. some fucking huge master of the universe okay situation. i see your it's point all i see your point at. i think that yeah, you missed the point if you're looking at the role like I think would it be fair I'm not to say find a franchise? I'm not trying to say replace the franchise owner. Would it be fair to say that you think about your painting business differently than you think about your PR franchise? In terms of the income that it sure provides you, you year by year. The decisions that you make for your painting business, i.e. hiring Brady, do you think about that differently yeah. than hiring for pure? No, I don't I would I wouldn't say so. But I, but I don't think I understand the, the question. The now. role that you put Brady in. Is that different yeah. than the amount, uh, the, the role that you put Jeffrey in? No, it's basically the same. Yeah. Do you like think I that would, it was, I would, say that, yeah. would you put, would you flip them then? What, what do you mean flip them? I'm do you sure think you they're mean. like, Brady seems like somebody that you were able to properly identify to put in the role of running a $1.5 million painting franchise that you're fully confident in his ability to do so. And you can now go focus. Well, no, no. Cause that's not, that's not what he's doing though. He's now selling for you. Yeah. Right. But he's not running the business. He's selling. What are you talking about? Okay. Wrong terminology. Selling the work. Yeah. Alongside you or for you? Well, right now it's mostly just alongside me. I I don't like, I wouldn't like, like as of like, I mean, I was gone for a week. So it's like, okay, here's the, you know, you've sold painting, uh, painting. I, I think we have I think that do them, we're, we're just thinking about this from like literally oppositional viewpoints. I'm saying I'm I'm not I don't I, well, I, I'm not trying to be opposition at all. Right no, now. no, I don't think that we're being oppositional. I'm saying that we're thinking about this from oppositional viewpoints. We're thinking I'm thinking about this saying. I think I need to find the right individual in order to even afford to buy a second franchise that would then be able to run successfully. That's what we thought, too. Right, but that's what I'm saying I believe. And you're saying yeah. that's factually incorrect because you need to buy the franchise yeah. and then you need to go to that location and you need to yeah. start it yourself and do it like hire people for each individual smaller role and then yeah, let that, I would love and then, to speak to Neil. And then let that franchise grow on its own naturally with your guidance. We should actually have Neil on the franchise because Neil Neil's the franchise sales rep for uh Pierre. But I remember that early on in, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it was early on, but so at some point during the franchise, uh, before we had purchased it, okay, I remember talking to Neil about this exact conversation, okay? And I was talking about how, you know, we, we plan on hiring a GM and bringing them in place to run the franchise, right? And he said, well, that's, 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 that doesn't matter to me. And I was like, well, no, because like, that's kind of dependent on us 
you know, because I think because I think at one point he said you have to get your GM approved, you know, by by Lane. And I was like, well, but like, what if Matt doesn't get approved? Right. He's like, no, 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 like that doesn't matter to us because he's like, he's like, we don't like we're not like if you're buying the franchise, who you have as a GM is something you're going to solve after buying it. Like you're not like, you know, you're not finding a person to buy. Like, you're not, you know, you know what I mean? Like he, and it, just like that, that, that way that he framed mm-hmm. it at first, I was like, hmm. Like I, I was like, that's kind of, I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize what he said until after we had the Matt thing completely dis, uh, dismantle that I realized holy fuck, like Tristan and I, and I think we would both agree now, we were totally going about it, I think, in the wrong way because we were looking at it as like, oh, we need the right person to run this franchise. Whereas it was actually, we like, whereas once we actually just were in the boat of we need someone like that just needs to get out there, it instantly flipped the switch. Like we just made it happen. I mean, you know, Tristan obviously had the guy, but like we just had to do what we had to do. I mean, like Tristan had to find a guy so, and I had to get fucking work on the schedule. So, what so we it, just, we so just John, made it work. What, what changed about your, your beliefs then? Because I'm realizing that it's actually more about my belief that the business doesn't exist without a leader in the role of like over time, you could probably yeah. have in my head. This is how this works. The, the, the model that you're describing, I don't think could exist like there's there's a glass ceiling to that model where it's it's strictly like a worker based model that you have very low uh like no you've you've recruited no one to be in a senior leadership role of any location well Tristan and I currently are the senior leadership but I think the thing that I mean obviously Tristan you know well, that's is my point having right? to put in, is that like yeah obviously Tristan's having to you know obviously be basically be the well that's why I right that's now. why I tried to politely say that i didn't want to talk about the pure franchise that you interest in own because that's not something that i would try to emulate as an ownership role i would want somebody to fully be like for the position that you hired matt for ideally and you're telling me that doesn't work right well i'm not saying it doesn't work necessarily i mean obviously it didn't work for us but i i think now like going forward i think that trist and i like when like when we go to open up another location yeah i'm curious to know what you would do we would, I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm going to be speaking for Tristan right now. I don't think that we would try and, we wouldn't try and find someone to I, start the whole I, I suppose, <coughs> excuse me, none of us really have like a very good grasp on this because we've, we haven't tried to open more than like, I guess, what are we talking about here? You're talking about me owning like five locations in the next 10 years at the very least. No, three and five. Three locations in five years. So I that would require like Amher said when hiring you know people for his business is that's going to require a different version of them and him which it would in my case as well but I don't that's always factual but I don't even know if there's a right answer to what we're talking about well there's probably more than one right answer yeah now because I haven't really sat down <coughs> excuse me to think about this it's just not been something that I've put on the forefront of my mind, right? To to try to figure out how would I have three locations in five years? Add it to the Thursday I've, session. I've only, I will, I will for sure. Because I want to get to the bottom of if that is in fact something I've been willfully blind to. And I think it's a strong possibility. Well, but don't but, you think that, okay, like, do you think that you could manage a $4.5 million painting business? Paint A roofing business, you mean? Sorry, yeah, I meant roofing, sorry. 
Um, like if your location was doing four point yes. four million, four point five million dollars. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, like, I, I guess another way of looking at it is that it's not multiple <clears throat> locations per se. Like that's almost that's almost like a that's almost like a bit of a belief in its own. It's like a mental constraint. System. It seems like yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 like the way that I at least the, the way that I'm gonna be viewing. Tristanized business going forward is that it's one business that's going to be operating in multiple locations which but it, like it's ultimately going to be one business does that make sense yeah and it may, maybe that ends up being a false model as well maybe maybe it's you know but Trish and i have like have talked about how we plan on having you know like a sales team right that's nece- that's not necessarily just yeah, they're not they're not unique to one geography geographical location. Yeah, but like but like the same way that you can have a GM that could be op, that could be managing multiple locations, right? The same way that Tristan is right now, right? But I mean, it's, yeah. So it's I, I don't like know, man. Like, I, it's I, not twice as much. It's not twice as much work to manage two locations. Yeah, I I I I think you're right. I think you have a point there. I am putting like mental emphasis on the idea of there being more than one location. So I see that also austin keep in mind to what you're being sold to so it's like the position that you are in was sold to you by somebody else that didn't want to do that role Mm. you can't just like ignore that either like the beliefs you have mostly are not yours around your role in right now and we want them to be yours where you make an active decision knowing the upsides and downsides and what John and I are pointing to is the significant risk involved with betting on the growth of a franchise, which I don't know, is extremely difficult from based on my limited knowledge on growing a franchise. It's very hard to grow a franchise than it is to um, yeah, grow a franchise location. Too, I'm talking about a franchise location you have more control over than the growth of an entire franchise brand. Well, I guess another way of looking at it too is like a lot of a lot of the same risks are present in both situations, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just need to think about this more. Yes. I think there's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, like one one realization that Tristan and I made was that I we think that like if we were to go open up another location, we were talking about how the most important thing obviously is having, you know, some sort of technician or worker in, in place. Right. So for you with roofing, if anything, it might even be easier than than I would say duck cleaning mm-hmm. in the sense that uh you can just subcontract mm-hmm. work to grow like to scale quickly. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have that luxury, mm-hmm. right? So I mean that is a you know a more scalable model in yeah. that sense. But but um, you, you need someone to operate a, a truck. Like, so you, ne- you need a fully trained technician, right? Like in order to start a location, you need someone mm-hmm. to do the technical work, right? But if we were to restart, we, I, think, I think Tristan would, would testify to this, is that we would, we, I don't think we would go down the GM model. I think we would go down be, like a, someone who's doing sales and someone who's doing production technical work. Yeah, if anything, we might just do a similar launch to what we did now. You know, but, but then you could also pull from your... Um, from your existing location right like if you have like you know like, let's say like in a year from now let's say see this guy has i don't know let's say five employees right and one of them really wants to you know 
get into sales, but Jeffrey is already the sales guy. We could say, perfect. We're actually looking at opening up a new location. You could move there. You could, you could be the, the business development guy. And here's the path you need to, we're going to hire a technician, have them get trained in Kelowna for nine days or have them get trained in, uh, you know, see this guy for nine days. They're going to move out there. You're going to work with them. Once they feel confident, they can be on their own. Then you're going full-time sales, you know, and it seems like, again, a lot of this is just me kind of speculating, but it seems like the things that Tristan and I are going to manage are going to really specialize in at least, you know, because our business in of itself of having multi-unit uh, ownership will have scales. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have, sorry, we'll have uh, roles within it itself. Like, I mean, Tristan and I, like a lot of the conflict that we're having now is figuring out what the fuck am I supposed to do? What the fuck is he supposed to do? And, you know, trying to manage you know, each other's expectations of what each person's, you know, how it is that we're each going to be driving growth, right? And it seems like the things that we wouldn't delegate as of right now, like hiring is one of them, right? But hiring is super essential, right? So starting this week, it looks like I'm going to be, that's going to be my, one of my new roles is, is basically just keep, keep always doing interviews. And then, you know, if there's someone that needs to do a second interview, you know, pass them up to Tristan, right? Because in a lot of ways, I'm trying to like, I think a lot of what I'm learning now is that where I can be of the most use to Tristan, at least in the short, in the short term is freeing up his time where, cause he has more, he has, he's able to, uh, because he's much more skillful in running the pure model. Anytime I can free up of his for him to do the high leverage tasks is actually better. Like, like Tristan shouldn't be sweeping his fucking office. Like someone else should be doing that. So Tristan can vote, you know what I mean? So like, Tristan should be giving me, you know, in a lot of ways, I have to be the Antimbulo. You know, I was reading the ego, ego's enemy today. I have to clear the path for Tristan, right? But, yeah. but you know, but a few years from now, though, it looks like a lot of what we'll be supplying to our locations is recruiting and coaching, really. Like, that's ultimately what it's going to end up being, right? Like, Tristan and I will probably end up being coaches for all of our, for all of our management team. So operations leaders. Um, so a lot of our schedule, I think, like, if I, if I was to, like, forecast like what Tristan and I, like a day in, in the life of Tristan and John five years from now, I bet a lot of it is meetings with our uh, sales managers. But of course, we can pool that together. Like, so you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't necessarily meet with only one sales manager. Maybe you're meeting with all of your sales managers, right? Yeah, you're a sales, so you'd have a sales, sales exec. Yeah, so well, I think a lot of what we'd be doing is a lot of what you'd be doing, which is meeting people, coaching them on how they can better perform their jobs and recruiting. I mean, ultimately, I think that's what most of what Tristan and I will be doing. And I think a lot of like what, you know, what interests me most about the opportunity with Pierre, and I think this is maybe what interests you as well is more. And so, you know, going and, you know, potentially being like that guy who like gets the initial kind of push up the mount, you know, just getting that, getting a little bit of momentum, you know, getting the flywheel spun, you know, just helping that initial, you know, two or three month kind of, you know, 90 day fucking just BD rush, you know, to get the business going. Right. But Whereas, but so if I look at you, where you look, what your life looks like five years from now, um, Austin, doesn't it sound like it'd be pretty similar to that? Like that's, I guess, but, but so if you and I both are going to have roughly the same schedule five years from now, but the only difference between you and I is that I just own the underlying assets and you don't, doesn't it seem like I would just make more money. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just, that's the way I look at it is that if, if five years now, both of our schedules look roughly the same. And a lot of the work that we had to do in the meantime was roughly the same. I think there's a, a very big difference in the type of individual you recruit as a, um, as a franchise owner versus a franchisor. 
And I think I just need to reflect on what those differences are and if they're real. Do you think there's a massive difference between who you would recruit to be a painter and who you'd recruit to be a franchise owner in student works? Yes. Damn. Who, yes. Who makes who makes the best who makes the best referral? Yes, I do. To be a student works operator. The no, to painter. answer your original question, I do think there is a difference. I don't think that every single painter is eligible to be a franchisor or franchisee. Sorry. No, I agree. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. So I think that there is an underlying difference between the type of people that get recruited almost accidentally as painters. Yeah, not all not all um not all painters could be franchisees. Um but all franchisees could be a good paint. That's not true either. I disagree. Okay. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. Where I was going with that, I suppose, is that I just, I, I truly believe that there's a lot of people that worked, have worked for me and that do work for me that just as easily could be franchise owners. Yeah. And I think you it know. depends on you. Like there was one, there was I one. I think it depends on your ability to recruit those people. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I don't think it's like this mystical fucking like unicorn that you have to like go out and like, no, I, you know, John, like I think we're, I think we're really spinning our wheels here. I think we actually agree that the personnel is important in both the, like, let's use the John Austin thing where you just described you own the underlying assets in five years, but we do the same thing every day. And I don't, I think both of us would have very key individuals in all roles, right? As a franchise coach, I would have very key individuals in franchise ownership roles and you would have very key individuals in day-to-day -day management of those businesses that you own yeah the difference is both require the recruitment of very senior or sorry very skillful personnel and your ability to identify that and train people in order to do it i don't i currently well, don't so i currently don't feel uh as capable of my like my experience has not been in hiring people over the course of multiple businesses and many in, in, in different geographical locations, because a lot of these people yeah. do actually require you to be in different geographical locations to train them, despite, you know, the idea of having one massive business. Yes, but you do have to displace yourself. Um, I think that that I just don't have this nearly the same experience with as teaching a business owner how to go run their own business in a different location. Right. Because I suppose so I, I just I don't yeah. feel the same level of capability to do that at this stage in my in my career, at this stage in my life. And I guess that's where Trish and I might be totally arrogant because we I don't I don't think we had the skill set to do that. Yeah. And, and yeah. But none of us had the skill set to run a painting business or a roofing business or an online business. Right. I don't think that's so, a good excuse. I think that's just a, no, it's just it's it's that it's scary and that we have to step outside the in our comfort zones. Well, there's no doubt in saying that buying a physical location is is more daunting than coaching one, obviously. But I think that's a belief statement, though, because I actually like I don't like I don't see how that like I don't like I don't like I don't know. That's where I was at. That's where we if we go back to the very where we actually very started this conversation, I asked, what am I missing? I don't like if anything now having gone through at least the first you know six months of the, of the experience of what we're talking about it seems like actually hiring someone to go into a location is actually a lower skill task like if anything again back to what mm -hmm. i was talking about with the math situation i think tristan and i's first mistake was that we were trying to hire someone to do it all we were trying to like you know like literally hire a franchisee and i think that was the i think that was the wrong move 
So what ended up happening, though, is that by default, we had to resort so, to hiring hold on. a lower skill person. You hired a franchisee person. for the role of an operations yeah. manager. No, we hired a franchise. We, I mean, I mean, the, the goal was literally to have Matt effectively just run the whole thing for but us, like us without the ownership. Just coach him, or a small portion. Well, he of was going to get ownership. Okay. Yeah, he was going to get some of the ownership. I'm saying I know there's a difference, and and like I think we can agree on this. There's a difference between the franchisee and the general manager or the operations manager that you were looking for in someone like Matt. Right. No, no, I totally agree. But I'm saying that, but that, that to hire the person to run the location when you own it, I think is a lower skill person. Like the, those people are actually easier to find than the franchisee. I disagree. Really? Yeah. Wait, why, 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 why? Because no, but what you, no, but Austin, I mean, that's just clearly, I mean, I don't mean to be too rigorous. No, 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 no just let's hear why. No, because there's way more why. employees than there are franchise owners in the world. Let's just hear why. Let's hear why. Because why I don't think hiring somebody to manage a million to $2 million worth of roofing production or sell one to $2 million worth of roofing contracts or to market to the necessary amount of people in order to get those contracts is easier Whoa. than finding one person yeah. who wants to learn how to run a business and buy it for themselves. Well, maybe, maybe, but, 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 but I, I suppose the reason why, the reason why I, th I think it's lower skill though, is because you're not hiring someone to do everything. You're hiring someone to do one or two things. Like, no, yeah. like, I get like, that. Like, like for example, Jeffrey, here's all the things that Jeffrey doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to manage operations. He doesn't have to hire anyone. He doesn't have to really focus on marketing the business. I mean, like he has to do lead. How gen, often, like, tasks, how often every day do you talk to Jeffrey or Tristan talk to Jeffrey? Um, Jeffrey, like we have a group chat where Jeffrey might text in there a few different times. He might call Tristan for some, from some very technical knowledge. I would say maybe, you know, but otherwise Tristan, and I meet, um, how, how much time per week does the pure franchise that you and Tristan run take up of your and Tristan's time combined per week? Approximately. A lot of it overlaps. So like. Like, like, for example, Trish and I but might both be on the same meeting. So I, right. I don't count that then. So, yeah. So I would say f uh, somewhere between 15 to 20 hours. Tristan says he works about 10 hours a week within Pure yeah. Air. And I work, depending on the week, like when I was doing sales, I was doing somewhere around 12 to 15 hours. But then when Jeffrey took over sales. So mathematically. And then Brady came in, I've worked less. So I would say on, but on a normalized standpoint, if we're both working 10 and then you subtract out the overlap, I would say 15 hours. So mathematically like, under we, your if, current if, model, if, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be able to have more than two to three locations if you kept John Morgan painting. Well, no, not necessarily though, because um, you can utilize some of the same meetings twice. Does that make sense? Like you could, like, like for example, like one of our meetings um, with Jeffrey could just as easily have two sales reps on there rather than one. So like, that's why we're leveraging the same thing. The same way that, you know, eventually, like the commercial estimator, for example, like a commercial estimator, his like his capacity, like let's say a commercial estimator's capacity, if he was working 40 hours a week all year round, could maybe do, I don't know, I'm just going to make up a number. I'm, this is not, this none of this is accurate, but I'm just going to make this up. Let's say he could do full-time um, only sales, or sorry, only doing estimates, um, I don't know, let's say $10 million in quotes. Again, I'm just making up numbers that are not necessarily realistic, right? Well, let's say in order to operate a, a location, like, you know, maxed out, you maybe you need 5 million. So he could, add, he, could, he, could, he could be used across two. Now, if you only had one location, that commercial estimator is only being utilized by like 
right? Right. I understand. So there's a lot of assets that you can have that could be. I think there's just a lot twice. of variables that if you tar- start putting like in your weekly meeting that you or how I don't know how often it is, but the meeting that you and Tristan have with Jeffrey, you start putting a yeah. second sales rep in there for another location, and then a third, mm-hmm. and then a fourth, and then a fifth. Um, I think there's things that would come with, you know, obviously you'd have to learn how to operate. Businesses. Some things will max out for, for sure. sure. So yeah. I guess I, but, that, but, as an operator, but then that's when our business has its own roles, right? It has its own things that we have to hire for. Maybe eventually Trish and I will have to bring someone on. And again, maybe this is a sales rep with, you know, maybe someone who is a really good sales rep for us. Maybe we say, Hey man, you know, they become a sales lead point now. Like a team yeah, lead. now we're at the point like where, hey, man, we can't manage all these sales reps anymore. Do you want to move up one more level? And then you actually so then maybe Tristan and I, you know, maybe we only have one meeting a week with the guy who manages all our sales reps the same way that like uh, Austin, I used to manage all my own painters. Then mm-hmm. I hired someone who managed my painters. Now I don't talk to my painters much. I only talk to Jocelyn. But maybe eventually the business gets so big that I can't even talk to Jocelyn. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just making this right. up but because it just won't get to the case. But maybe eventually Jocelyn manages three versions of her and then I only talk to Jocelyn. You know, I'm just, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, if anything, I see your point. I'm just saying yeah. that the two models side by side, I think are just so different in many ways, right? Like the way that you're... Yeah, I know that's, uh, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah, and I am much i feel um at this point in my in my career in my life i have noticeably more experience with the model that i'm currently in than the model that you're currently in and so as a result i just have gone with what feels most capable and uh and and i'm and I'm totally open to the fact that over time that might put us in a radical difference of uh, net worth and financial earnings. I just, I'm just telling you up until this very stage, yeah. like that, that's the logic. So, um, yeah, it just, but Austin, I, again, we, cause we kind of touched on this a few times. I think you're selling yourself short. I, 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 I really don't think that the skill sets are so different. The tasks are 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 very are very close to one another. One may feel like you're more comfortable because it's more similar in from a from a belief standpoint. But I think if you really look at what you're talking about, it's a lot of the same stuff. You're developing people, you're coaching people, you're recruiting, you're hosting meetings, you're guiding people like you, you know what most of what do you know what most of what fucking uh uh Trish and I talked to Jeffrey about is his goals in his personal life like that's mo- like that's like really what we're doing for Jeffrey is helping him like I mean matter of fact the only reason why Jeffrey is working for us and he could testify to this is because we aligned our goals with see the sky with his like we have a very clear pan- plan of how it is that he can achieve what he wants to achieve over the next five years like it was yeah, not going to work out. Yeah. yeah Same with but, Joe. Yeah. Right. I mean, like Jeffrey was like not going to work for us as a, as a HVAC, you know, sales rep. If he, if it wasn't going to align with him as, you know, the same way that if you're recruiting a, a franchise owner, he's not going to fucking come work for you. You know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you're selling yourself short. I feel like it's, they're different in some ways and they're, and they're the same in others. I, I don't know. Hmm. 
but I will say at some point here about, you know, you know, and, and, you know, it might just, you know, be more or less because of the way that I communicate. So it's not, you know, no, no knock on you, but at some point, I don't know, Amber, if you can, if you notice this too, at some point you swapped from being open to the discussion to then being what I would call you kind of closed off to it, where at some point in time, you kind of just got into the, like driving a wedge between the two, the two opportunities. That's what I experienced in this conversation. Like, like I think at almost maybe at one point in time, and maybe maybe you're experiencing this. It, it what we're not saying is that you're inadequate. Yeah. I don't feel that you're saying I'm inadequate at all. And actually, in this conversation, I in my takeaway would be that I've been fairly open to the idea that that is that what I'm doing isn't it possibly is selling myself short. Yeah, no, we, I mean, if anything right now, I mean, besides I have no, I mean, I have no skin in this game. Like, yeah, you know, dude, come on. Enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only, the only reason why I'm even mentioning this is because I just see a friend and I see yeah. him have, I see a skill set. That's not being that fully could, utilized. Basically put it this way. It's like, imagine like Michael Jordan decided to just only play for and one. <laughs> you remember and one? Remember the and one tour? Yeah. You guys remember or, that? or imagine he became a high school coach. Yeah, imagine Michael Jordan decides, like, you know what? No, I'm just going to... Well, that would be a bad example because that's different than what he's doing. Well, no, no, that's actually just not. It's perfect. No, no, it's not. He, no, because he bought, a, he bought, a, he bought a, um, a basketball team, like the Charlotte Hornets or whatever it is, right? Imagine if he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go buy a fucking WNBA team. You know, he's going to buy it. Yeah. Team, you know? Austin, it's just, it's, it's important to kind of like zap yourself, which we're trying to do here is you're in a bubble, you go to an office, you surround yourself with people who's part of their job. Not only are they the one of the best salesmen that you know in your entire life, but part of their job is to sell you and why your job in this role makes the most sense. And I think it's extremely important to put it even in your schedule to pick our brains when we have no skin in the game to remind you no, Austin, your yeah, market value for the stuff that you bring to the table is multiples more than what you think you are. And maybe, just maybe, making decisions out of comfort or fear isn't how we, become, we became friends in the first place. That maybe, just maybe, doing what yeah. is uncomfortable, putting yourself outside your comfort zone like you are doing with your health and starting to do with every area of your life maybe the next logical step is to do that with your business yeah hmm. and start betting on yourself yeah i mean if you think about it i, I like i like i actually really like the point that amber made there is that we're we're, we're like in a, in a lot of ways a non-biased like one of the few like we're one of the few people that you could talk to probably in your entire life that we're going to give you probably reasonably accurate advice in the sense that we know you well we know your skill sets. We both have a business understanding. So we're both going to be like, you know, like if you asked your mom between these two situations, you know, no offense to your mom, but I don't know if she could explain <laughs> the, the no, two, guys, two, two and, different and business guys, And if paths. it wasn't clear in yeah. this conversation so far that like, I'm grateful for your insight, then I, that's, that's a shame. Well, that's, I didn't know that I wasn't trying to go down that path. What I was going was, is that when you talk to Rydell about this, no shit they want to sell you on working for them. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and this is not like me like knocking Rydell down. I mean, like if I'm fucking trying to hire someone as painting, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try and convince them to do the painting as a sales job, right? What we're not, we're not doing a sales job because it benefits us personally. Other than, I mean, it benefits us because we have a friend that, you know, makes more money and maybe has a happier life and, you know, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. But like, it's not like I'm gonna like monitor. No, I, I, under, I understand that you guys are, yeah. you know, you have no skin in the game, uh, and you're unbiased. And I and I really do appreciate your insight because other than we want you to be able to afford the same trips that we can in the future, you know, like. Yeah. Um... <laughs> not the affording for me. It's it's the I want you to go through the same discomfort and growth of what the hell we're trying to figure out, and it's just it's just yeah. a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. Is that why? Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, if you notice, well, that that kind of like month, but that kind of discredits your point that you guys just made, then, right? Because if you're trying, well, don't let me, don't let him speak for me. No, it doesn't discredit anything. I think it's more challenging for you, and it's more fun, and you can learn more having more skin in the game, starting your own franchises, than it is to be a VP. And, v- and and I hate the word VP because it makes it sound fancy. You're you're just you're just a coach that gets a percentage of some of the upside. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think. Uh, I mean, I love you guys. I love your input, and I, and I love your 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 commitment to me doing well. And I and I feel that that's where this is coming from, one hundred percent. So I appreciate it, and I think I have a lot of. Uh, reflection to do about what exactly i'm trying to create in the next 10 years as a result of and 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 looking at it from different angles of not only what i'm comfortable and capable with but also just what the objective i guess risk and odds are of those two um actually working yeah i mean i'm totally open to being wrong but in my opinion there's not one thing that I know about you, like as far as any of your goals going in the future, that, that opening your own locations wouldn't be better. You wouldn't be better off. Yeah. I, I, I side with that heavily. Like as far as like family, like children, wife, free lifestyle, time, health. money, free time, health. Um, like put it this way. Do you think like if you opened up a crate, I don't know if you end up owning a shit ton of like Rydell locations, well, I guess it, it, maybe you wouldn't get either on there, but I'm just thinking like, you know, you, one of your goals at one point was like, how could you get on the Joe Rogan experience? Oh. I don't know. Like, I, I yeah. you look at the two paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's kind of an anecdotal goal, but I get your point. No, I know, but I just, I, I mean, maybe it's anecdotal, but, but what, my point being is like, I, literally I can't name one of your like goals that you've mentioned on this podcast or like one of your lifestyle things or even retiring at 35. Like, mm. if you want, you know, let's, let's even extend this out to 10 years. How old are you? Because you're 26. Six. Yeah. So let's even extend this to nine years, three locations. Like, we'll even, like, make it even more streamlined, right? So oh nine God, years, three dude. locations. Oh, my God. At 35, we, we, wouldn't, al- we wouldn't allow you to just have three locations, by the way. You, you probably have, like, 10 yeah, or 15. Yeah, this podcast alone will yeah, verify sorry. that that won't happen. Yeah, I mean, sorry, man. Know, like if Tristan and I only have three locations, unless they're like mega locations or something like that, you know, like maybe no we unless, can no it. unlesses, no, no. But no, no. But I'm saying like, what if all of them were doing like some crazy number of revenue and it, we get, you know, there's maybe whatever. Okay, where I was going with this though yes. is that even if you extend it out to nine years to get that to get like the what's it, what's rounded up to five million, right? If you got in nine years, you got five million three locations, and you could sell it for, you know, two million bucks there's your there's your retirement right there Mm -hmm. but 
on the other one, like like does Rydell offer you like a like a nine year like pension plan? <laughs> like what's the what's the retirement? What's the you know what I mean? Like the, the other rule, the only exit is you quit. Like I don't you know unless the, I I don't know what deal you have worked out though. Maybe there's like some sort of yeah. Hey, if you get to a certain number of locations nine years from now, maybe you get one percent of royalties for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like maybe yeah. you could work that in there. Right. And then that would change. That would change the conversation, of course. If if we look at what made you uncomfortable over the past four years, it's been the one skill set that's made you the most money, which is your delegation. You have a tendency to just want to put your head down and work on the tools, stay on the job site. And every time that you deviated yeah. from that and used leverage, you've grown as a person and made more money. The same thing is happening now, but it's yeah. disguised. Here's this opportunity to stay on the tools as a coach and go through the yeah. day-to-day motions yeah. versus try yeah. to grow and build that delegatory yeah. muscle to that next level. That is the path. Yeah. And we don't want you to fold. Don't fold to that demon. Keep yeah. delegating. Keep betting well, on yourself. Uh, do you think, so in nine years, do you think it's likely at 35, Austin, you have a kid? Oh, dude, it's likely in the next four years. Okay, so okay, so four years. Okay, so your kid might be five. So he, he like, you know, little little Austin's, you know, junior will will be able to talk. Imagine little Austin Junior says, "Hey, Dad, like, you know, how come you picked the, you know, like it's 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 you know, at school we have to pick what we want to be in the future, and I want to be just like Daddy. Why did you pick your thing? And you're like, oh, it's fucking what made me more comfortable, you know. Well, by the way, that, no, that no, lights no, no. Up. you know, it's even a worse John, one. I don't think that with all due respect, I don't think that what I'm doing is to maintain comfort. No, yeah, but no, but hold on. But we didn't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought one of the things that we agreed upon was that the main advantage comfort. between one and the other was risk management, which I kind of associated with the comfort. Yeah, like maybe, maybe, it, maybe you disagree um, with that. Versus being like, imagine your son's like five and you're like, hey, daddy, like, how come we don't work? You're like, oh, well, see what happens, son, is like, I uh, opened up a bunch of locations and sold them so I could actually spend all my time with you, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I just, I think I really need to think about this, right? Yeah, I think we might have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you want to get an opinion on this, I don't think you should go inside the bubble. I think you should stay outside the bubble and get opinions on that. Yeah, that doesn't really in- include any reflection, right? Like, I'm just talking about actually thinking about what I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. That's very important, yeah. Just out of curiosity, is there actually any chance that you actually go down the route that we just discussed? How would I possibly know that? Well, no, but what I'm saying, though, is, like... like well, you guys, like, have let's, you just, already... let's just get, no, I'm let's saying, just get no, down you, to no, the point. Like, no, you guys told have me... Have you committed... Hold on. Have you committed to the other... Have you committed to Rydell as a VP to the point that you actually... There is no turning back? Or just... Like, I'm, I'm actually curious. Well, There's always turning back. Yeah, it's not a prison sentence. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that would... Well, no, maybe, maybe you have a contract in place oh, or no. something like that. That Like, yeah. yeah. No, I do not. I say we just do a coin flip. No, I think you should just do it. <laughs> I think it's easier. Guys, you don't have to grab you don't have to grab a coin. I, the, the, there's there's a part of me that I don't know what to do with this, but you guys are actually getting like excited and giddy 
at this. Oh, idea. dude, no, we're super yes. serious. Yes, but no, I, I'm I'm being honest. Like, I don't know what to do with this energy right now. Like, it almost it, like it actually it to it to it to the an extent. No, 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 to an extent. It scares the guys. Shit you guys got to stop fucking interrupting me. By the way, it drives me nuts. <laughs> like, I can't communicate with you. Okay, fine. Your energy. I don't know what to do with it. It almost discredits what you're saying to a certain point. Like, like <laughs> what? Like when John gets that look on his face and he starts talking about little Austin Jr. and being able to afford the same vacations, like the credibility goes like it's why? Because they're like they're I feel like I'm being sold on something, right? Like so it 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 gets to the point where it's like, okay, I understand the I, I and I, I feel like I have a very thorough understanding of the of the logic that you guys have presented at this point, right? Like I, I fully get that there's something that, as I've said a couple of times, like I, I, I'm, I'm open to the idea that I'm being willfully blind to something without noticing it. And, and I, and, and I don't I, think and it's I, willfully blind though. I think well, it's just willfully refused or something. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't think you're blind to it. Like it, it doesn't well, seem I, like I you're think not before this conversation, I, I was because I've, I've gained a lot of insight from this conversation. Like there's things that I learned during this conversation that I didn't learn that I, that I wasn't aware of to this extent before. Also consider the giddiness and excitement is maybe a result of us wanting to have this conversation or me and John wanting to talk about this in a successful manner for a very long time and feeling like we have. But also, I mean, the, the, the jokes with the kid and the trips are also just jokes. Like they're just... It's, it's it's me just trying to be lighthearted right it's but john like we're a, talking about a pretty significant like, was... like change in path here this is like i get i get what you're saying i just it to, to me as enough, an individual man. i just i i can't i guess i can't process both of those at the same time that's but that's where like the master's degree in you just comes out <laughs> like, what do you mean you, 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 you can't take an argument seriously if i make a joke <laughs> like, <laughs> it ruined it ruins the credibility if i if i'm <laughs> i guess i don't know what it is in me that thinks that but um yeah i do you want do you do you want it do you want it to not be a credible argument do i want your argument to not be a credible argument of course not yeah like would it make it easier (laughs) dude i also propose that we dispose of this analogy that john you used a couple months ago that i'm an entrepreneur that john you're an operator and that austin you're an executive i i i vote to remove that and just say that we're all businessmen sure okay good because i think that adds to an identity that and i think just identities are, are bullshit i think if hey i agree man i okay, i cool, agree cool, i cool. agree i just i i when i said it too i think i i mean i i i would love to see a clip clip of it but i think i most likely said you're more of an entrepreneur i'm more of a business person he's more of an executive like as in like we tend to have characteristics that kind of go down that path but i'm okay with just totally ditching yeah I, I like to ditch even that Okay, let's ditch it. Okay, cool. I'm adding this to my schedule to think about. For more than 15 minutes, for oh, God's sakes. I know, I know, I know. We're also going to have a sequel to this. Like, I'm just... We're going to talk about this until it's figured out. I, because I this this bothers me. It bothers you? Yes, because I deeply care for you, and this is unresolved, and it's very important. So it's unresolved for me, too. 
Man, that's crazy. How long has this been bothering you guys? Um, three since months. I since I pitched you on the pure opportunity. Wow. But John, yeah. I I told you this personally. I just don't think we would be good business partners. No, hold on. No, no. Let's not even go down that path. That's not even the fuck I was. But that has about. nothing to do with what I ended up doing with Rydell, though. Like that is. No, no Austin, Austin, you're still Austin, missing the point. You, you just. Gabriel. Yo, sorry. What? I thought I was on mute. Oh God. <laughs> He's got porn going in the background. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, yeah, just. <laughs> I thought that was. That's you guys. so good. Um, yeah. No. No. Um, it's all good, Gabe. Um, shit happens. The uh, purer thing. No, no, like, sorry. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't no, no, matter. No, no, the purer well, thing. Doesn't matter. No, 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 no. It, hold on. It, it, it's it's totally. It's um. It, it wasn't that we would be good business partners. No, no. Me pitching on purer was me assuming that's where you were going to go next. Which is in like, that. I which is in assumed. that. Like like the that method of operating businesses, like that that strategy. Like yeah, yeah, buying, yeah, yeah. accumulating yeah, franchises. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like when I pitched you on the purer thing. It wasn't just like, like I just, my nat, like, like my natural. Oh, it's interesting. Cause uh, I didn't even at that point, like, I didn't even me, think of it that way. The natural progress. Yeah. But the natural, like the reason why I went to mm-hmm. you and I went to Amher too, the natural progression of me seeing you like move on from student works was that you were going to go and start buying and, and like, you know, cause you were a coach was buying and coaching uh, locations. Whether we'd be good business partners or not, that's that's a whole different. That's a, we don't even discuss that. What the, the idea was that I approached you because I figured that's what you were going to go into next. I just figured that was a natural progression, right? So when you announced that you were going to become a Rydell franchisee slash work into this VP role, I don't know if you remember my reaction. One, you never discussed it with us. Like it was just yo, I announced it. I was like, what? Like I was like, what? and I think I even I yeah, no, did I bring did. this yeah, up at did. that point? Yeah, think, exactly, man. Like so that's what me. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know. That's why that's when I when you when when you say when I say it's been bugging me since pure opportunity, as in I've been thinking about you buying and you know, operating your own businesses from that exact moment, hence why I went to you. Right. Mm, right. Yeah. Um okay, now I see why that bothered you. For me, for me, I just thought that I, I wanted to I I feel like there's a weird thing I have because I've seen so many family businesses fail with my own family, actually, is that I consider you guys more like family than like friends, like to the point where you're not really my friends, like, you know, so I, I don't think that as a result, we'd work together well, like, like as business partners, yeah, I like I just, that. I guess just a belief I hold, maybe I'm totally fucked, but, but that's how I, that's John, just so you know, like a business idea coming from you that I would be financially involved with you is the reason I dismiss pure air. Not because it's pure. Air. And it's not even yeah, because of you totally, though. Like totally it's not fair. even like, I'm sure that we would in, in theory make good partners. I just don't think that working together in any capacity would ever be like a good idea. It's, it's certainly more difficult than you'd think. Like, like Trish and I oh, like, dude, definitely yeah. like have had lots of yeah, conflicts. Yeah, you yeah. So that's just yeah. something I want to stay away of because I appreciate this relationship that we have so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not where I was going, but where I was going initially yeah. was just that that was what I thought the natural progression was. And so, I mean, hell, if anything, I thought, by the way, just interesting little side note here, you were the one that initially pitched us on all three of us doing business together. I know. So it wasn't even like I came to you and was oh, all I like know. unsolicited. I know, understand. Yeah, you, I reflected like, you, on you this. You kind of like you threw a fucking a bone out, and I just kind of grabbed. Yeah, and I, it, I, you know? I catfished you. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you did. You were like, yo, come and get some of this. And I was like, okay, let me, let me holler. And then you were like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's an unfortunate analogy, but unfortunately true. All right, um, Austin, you got some homework. I do, boys, I do. Um, yeah, Amber. I, I got to be honest, Austin guys. led with dick pics and then was like, yo, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Quickly before we wrap this up, because I have to be up in six hours and 49 minutes, which is fucking unfortunate. And I have to go. Um, What I got from this conversation is that uh, I wasn't, I guess I'm surprised to find out how, how much this was eating away at you guys. First of all, I I had a glimpse, but not, not to the degree at all. Like I, I totally was was unaware of that i don't want you, i don't want you to think that i'm like losing sleep over this but i will say because eating away is pretty aggressive okay, yeah. well you guys you guys but did like, get pretty fucking giddy there yeah. i gotta be honest but i know you weren't eating or losing sleep i understand but i can tell that it was something that you uh that you uh didn't that you've been wanting to talk to me about for a long time so i wanted to ask you the question of what qualities do i have that make these topics on on a uh unapproachable or difficult to talk about i actually i would actually say that um we've actually i mean i don't know about you Amber, but i think that we've actually tried bringing this up multiple times so i actually so wouldn't it's say like that a it dismissal? Was our, like a yeah yeah i would i actually wouldn't say that it's our inability to bring it i up. didn't say you had an inability it, I, I, I said what qualities do i have that make it hard to bring up that was my question Okay, sorry. I guess there there was nothing that you were doing that 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 caused us any sort of resistance to bring oh, it up. Oh, to bring it up. it up multiple okay, times. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I would say if anything, it's it. I mean, it'd go back to the Piro call. Like, yep, sounds good, man. Awesome. And then like never like then, you know, and then just like go off and make your own decision without consulting us. Mm. Like that's like it's this whatever that is. You could call it dismissal. Dude, but I, whatever that is. I think I yeah. know what it is because it, it kind of came up on this call, which is your unwillingness to perhaps be sold on something else that you haven't committed to out of a fear that you've maybe made the wrong decision. Yeah, maybe there's a maybe you have some like some really heavy like anchoring going on. Wow. What would you like? It's a, what would you call yeah. that then? Like it's like a sunk cost fear or something, or like a. Uh, I would say, okay, so here, uh, now this, this is going to sound pretty aggressive and it, maybe it is, maybe it's not. <laughs> I would say that you have an absolute deathly fear of not being smart, like, or pe- per- being perceived as smart. Like I would wow. like, if, if someone was to say, like, if someone was to be like, like for me, for example, it's, it's not appearing like, I guess you could say successful, but like it's, but mine's, I, yours is more, atta- like, uh, I think probably all of us have that, but yours is attached to intelligence. Whereas I would say mine's more attached to money. Wow. Like, I, I'll openly admit that. Like, I, it, like, I, I, like I have a, I don't know, definitely a fear, but I, I'm definitely very afraid of like being broke. Right. Whereas for you, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to your intelligence. And I think that when you have made a decision about something or you've, you know, kind of said, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to go do. And then other people, like we know us, we introduce another idea as in you could have made a different position or something you didn't think of. I think it challenges that identity that you have. I would, uh, and, you're, and you have a propensity to shove it away. I could see how so that would be, that would be possible for sure. Yeah. And I think um, in the future, is it obvious when I act like when that, when that, yes. 
So is there something? Here's how obvious it is. Can I just because I, 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 I feel like I wouldn't be a friend if I didn't tell you yeah. this. And I and I mean I'm only telling this because I I truly want you to know this because I think it'd be really productive. Yeah. When Lane listened to the podcast, he specifically said to Tristan that Austin guy he likes to sound smart. Damn. Like that's literally like that. Like Lane had listened Shit. to one episode and that was his conclusion. That's crazy. I wonder what I said. I don't know. But that, w- but I'm saying that, like Lane listened to you one time. That was his takeaway. So Lane's either a genius, or he's got something out for me. But I think it's probably the first thing. Uh, yeah. So you know what I mean? No, no. no like, I, it, but it, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really obvious, interested yeah. because what I was, um, what I was realizing during this conversation is, it, it, it became at some point obvious that you guys had felt like this was your one fucking chance. Because you were listening. No, I know, but... Which was but, rare. But, but, no, no, no. It's yeah, rare. Yeah. We you tried know, to guys, shove guys, everything guys, in there. I just wanted to acknowledge how sad that is for myself, <laughs> right? Well, I didn't think it was my only chance. I mean, I don't know no, what but, you... But I mean, John, I, I think you like know what I... more bats to John, go. I think <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not that you <laughs> would... We're doing yeah, a follow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that, like... I get it. Yeah, we were shooting our shot big time this time. Yeah. So... I don't feel like that's good. Like you gave though, an right? inch, and we tried taking a mile yeah. on it. You took you took definitely more than an inch, which I'm grateful for. But I I think that no no you know you gave an inch. I'm saying we took a mile. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes it's like you hit a fucking brick wall and there's just nothing. There, right, but I'm know? saying there's, like there's no inch. Yeah. I I don't want to have this quality show up for me in other areas of my life, right? Because there's probably conversations that if this if this is truly the case, if what you guys are truly saying is accurate there's probably conversations that I'm shutting down with Miranda, with other people, you know, it's like, it's, it's probably there, right? Like, uh, how could it not be? So my, 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 I think it's pretty natural though, to have resistance to new things. Like I, I really, no, do. it like, is, but yeah. not to the point where your desire ideas. to sound smart supersedes the ability for you to be wrong. Or, or, or however we defined this quality right like maybe i maybe yeah 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 so but, I, I, but I, my, my request to you guys was, yeah. is that this conversation was extremely powerful and i think that in the future there's an opportunity for you guys to communicate with me in a way that doesn't require as much uh like oh fuck let's go we finally caught him in the state of him okay. not being uh defensive or or unwilling to have the conversation so is do you think there's like a a reality where um where you guys are able to like point that out in the moment effectively i don't know sure we can just yes the answer is yes will it be pretty i don't know we'll have to figure out how to do that i'd be open to it though i'd be really open to it because it would force me to uh, I think that it's aware. just a question. Yeah. It, it's this question, Austin. Are you open to consider that maybe you're wrong? I think that's, that may I be the question. the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe the question. Well, do you remember how, like when you guys initially brought up, do you remember like the, the like I mean, at this point, it's like if there's ever going to be like a top 10, like, like nostalgic episodes, <laughs> the John's exorcism is got to be one of those. This might make it in there. Right. I was going to say this might be, well, it depends well, on your decision. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think we're gonna take no. No, but hold on, Austin. Now look at I'm again. I'm open to being wrong to this. Yeah, okay, yeah. like because I mean I could have my own blind spots mm-hmm. here at this point. But 
literally what we're talking about to me seems as obvious as me not doing my initial calls. Huh. Wow. Like, so, wow. Like, like I'm not kidding. kidding? Like, so I like, hold on. No, 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 but Austin, no, hear me out. Though. Oh, hold so on. I, I got to go to Amber, who's the impartial third party here. Like Amber, is it that degree of obviousness? Like, do you remember? I'd say it's Do you remember more. you and I being like almost wanting to rip our eyes out of our head? Because like, yeah. John was like, no, pending estimates are something I go for. And I was like, what the fuck? And he, and he was yeah. like, but they're, but they're both the same because Austin, like I had a way of doing things that was working and that had a certain level of effectiveness, but it was just, wasn't deriving the maximum results based on my skill. Right. Level. Yeah. Like, I, I had, then I suppose like, they are fairly like, similar. I suppose, like I, I could have like, just I, been doing initial calls, right? Like you're going to do, you're going to make a phone call either way. You might as well do an initial call. It's the same thing. If you're going to open up fucking fi- like 50 locations, why not own them? That's, that's all. Like, so to me, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you know, yeah, I see, I that's see, why, like, I see the logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm open again. I'm open to being wrong because maybe like, that's why that's one of, one of my first questions was what am I missing? Because yeah. to me, if I'm not missing anything, this is as obvious as the initial. I, I just want to be now, if I'm missing something, then I'm totally open to that not being the case. Right. As it being as obvious. So there's two things. One, I think we can have that question be utilized Ammer and john if you're open to it are you open to being wrong are you open to there being a yeah if you think about it and you come back and be like yo here's like well that's what i'm going to be doing that's what i'm going to do but because maybe because maybe Ammer and i are like whoa you're totally right man i totally didn't see it yeah i I understand and i just want to make sure that my my stance is is formally positioned until i reflect on this and come back and we have a second conversation about this is that i am not at all disagreeing that if you own the companies instead of coaching the companies you will in fact end up more financially well off obviously i'm not going to argue that if they both succeed yes i'm saying that with regards to the scalability of the difference lies for me in the scalability and the ease of which it grows with my units of effort so i have to unpack what that means and what that looks sure. like. So that's what I'm looking at. You have to defend, defend your thesis, Austin. Well, this time in the real world. Well, and one thing to consider is that I'm also somewhat non-partial. I mean, I, I, said, we, I said we were non-biased, but not, I'm not completely unbiased because I actually have chosen the alternative Correct. path. Yeah. So, of course, I, of course, I think naturally that it's probably the right path, right, versus yours. You know, so I'm not completely unbiased. Yeah. So... But then naturally, if Austin jumps ship and he starts doing it, then I think the next person we can gang up on Austin is then Ammer. On owning uh, the companies? Way ahead of you. That's yeah, it. That's, that's in the plan. Out. That's literally yeah. in the plan. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Which he, you know, in Ammer's defense, he did bring it up before that that was on the schedule. Okay, yes. well. I have my work cut out for me, friends. I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the commitment you have towards my improvement and, and well-being in my life. Um, Good stuff. So, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Want to just wrap up? Adios, amigos. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm for that. Well, hold on. No, hold on. I thought it was a good night off. Yeah, We're like... still going to hit up a whack versus wise, right? We got to do it in seven minutes, Max, John. Seven minutes. Okay, let's do it. So it's going to be a good night, Gabe. Oh, Gabe's gonna wake up at the same okay, time as Alright, alright. Alright, make me host.
Oh shit, I'm glad I was so sleepy. I almost just ended the meeting. Oh my god. Imagine. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Hold on, make host. Okay, there we go. Ah, oh, damn, I'm gonna miss XXX Tentacion. Oh, I actually looked up this guy's story. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, eh? It's pretty sad, it really. Is. Okay, good evening, boys. Good night, Austin. Yeah, this guy got shot and killed. It was crazy. Over they shot like him in a. a they shot him in a. Yeah, I eight. Yeah, BMW. All right. Yeah. Here we go. This is Existation. I'm sipping tea in your hood. It's too whack. It's too whack. It's pretty aggressive, hey? Yeah. Whoa, that's pretty scary. That's like scary music. Okay. <laughs> Post with that fucking blade. Bitch, I'll skin your face, huh? Dick on that fucking Smith & Wesson. I love it when they run. <laughs> a, A, A. Fuck all that talking shit. Do that shit for fun, huh? Fuck around with these N-words, A. Stab a body. Fuck do you mean? Burr. Post with that Smith & Wesson. Aim at that beam, A. Yeah, 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 okay. Put that shit right in your spleen, A. Run through your hood, A. Fuck N-word. What's really good, bitch? My N-words wish that you would, A, A. Bitch, I'm sipping tea in your hood. What the fuck is up? A, yeah, 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 yeah. Bitch, I'm sipping tea in your hood. What the fuck is up? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what is it? What does that mean? Like, what is sipping tea in your hood? Like, so, like in gangster culture, there's different gangs in different areas. So, if you yeah. go, let's say you are in some, you know, you say you're in Grove Street, like in San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're from the Ballas, and you're in Grove Street. That's like a disrespect. Yeah. Like you're posting, like I'm in your hood. Like you're allowing me. Yeah. Sipping teas, taking a step further. It's like I am so comfortable in your territory that I will not be touched. That I'm sipping tea. Okay, so it's like it's basically saying like you can't touch me, but I'm invincible in your hood. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah, which is like it's kind well, of disrespectful to be in somebody it else's. Is. I can I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I can see like in medieval times being like, yeah, man, like I sip tea in your castle. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I oh, see dude. it. I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Okay, let me just. Uh... Okay, I like this one. Okay, uh, pride. This is from Ego's the Enemy. Okay, I love that book. Yeah. Pride is a masterful in, encroacher, or yeah, encroacher, or yeah, encroacher. John D. Rockefeller, as a young man, practiced a nightly conversation with himself. Because you have a got, because you have got a start, he'd say aloud or write in his diary. You think you are quite the merchant. Look out, or you will lose your head. Go steady. 
early in his career, he'd some he'd had some success. He'd gotten a good job. He was saving money. He had a few investments. Considering his father had been a swindler, this was no small feat. Rockefeller was on the right track. Understandably, a sort of self-satisfaction with his accomplishments and the trajectory he was heading on began to seep in. In a moment of frustration, he once shouted back at a bank officer who refused to lend him money. Someday, I'll be the richest man in the world. Let's count Rockefeller as maybe the only man in the world to say that and then go on to become the richest man in the world. But for every one of him, there are a dozen more delusional assholes who said the exact same thing and genuinely believed it and then came nowhere close, in part because their pride worked against them and made other people hate them too. All of this was why Rockefeller knew he needed to rein himself in and to privately manage his ego. Night after night, he asked himself, are you going to be a fool? Are you going to let the money puff you up? However small it was, keep your eyes open, he admonished himself. Don't lose your balance, as he later reflected. I had a horror of the danger of arrogance. What a pitiful thing it was when a man lets a little temporary success spoil him, warp his judgment, and he forgets what he is. It creates a sort of myopic, onastic obsession that warps perspective, reality, truth, and the world around us. The childlike prince in St. Exuberi's famous story makes the same observation, lamenting that vain men never hear anything but praise. That's exactly why he, we can't afford to have it as a translator. Receive feedback, maintain hunger, and chart a proper course in life. Pride dulls these senses, or in other cases, it tunes up other negative parts of ourselves. Sensitivity, a persecution complex, the ability to make everything about us. So my favorite line in there is that vain men never hear anything but praise. Well, uh, Marcus, Marcus Aurelius talks about uh, to treat uh, praise like nothing more than the clacking of tongues or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just noise. Yeah. Don't. It's dangerous. Yeah. Beware. Here's an ugly question to wrap up the night. Do you think Austin can grow as a person as fast as his potential if he takes on this VP role? No. But in saying that, though, Maybe we're wrong, yeah. No, I'm sure he'll still live a fantastic life. Like, like, There'll be other opportunities that come up later. But I'll say this, though. It doesn't seem like it's the greatest opportunity in front of him, yeah. given his current skill set. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. How much, how much would you pay to hire Austin into your business? It wouldn't work. I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't be a good fit. Him and okay. I wouldn't work well together. Yeah, like after now working with Tristan and realizing how difficult it is to have that relationship work, like between two people, like, you know, like, like working with you, Amber, working with, you know, like someone like, you know, like all four of us are not the same, but you know what I mean? Like we're all kind of, I would say similar, um, like in our mindsets, like even though like between the four of us, we all think we're different. 
if you were someone who is completely didn't know any of us, they would think all of us are kind of more or less the same, like in a general sense. Okay. Okay. It's really difficult to manage like egos and, you know, responsibilities, roles, et cetera. Like I, I don't, I, so I wouldn't bring, I wouldn't bring Austin in knowing what I know now. Wow. Because I don't think Austin would be willing to, it depends on what the operation is, but if it's pure error, I don't think Austin would be willing to, well, I guess he is with Rydell, but see, there's something, there's interest, there's something interesting when, when you view someone as parallel to you, your ego thinks it's a step down when you have to slot yourself below them. Like to keep the structure successful, Right. And for whatever reason, Austin doesn't view like himself. Like Austin, as far as I don't know, I sense zero ego when it comes to him <clears throat> working for Rydell. Like in the sense that like like him working underneath, right? Uh, uh, what's his name? Adel. Uh-huh. Yeah, Adel and uh, I forget the other guy's name. But either way, Ryan. Ryan and yeah, sorry, Ryan and Adel. That makes more sense. It he like it, it's it's like that's a non-factor to him. Whereas if he was to come work with Tr- Tristan and I in the same role it just wouldn't it wouldn't make like he wouldn't he i don't think he would his ego would allow it right and one of the more difficult things with me working with tristan is just managing that right like being like a student again and you know being like an apprentice and you know in a lot of ways like having to like i I, i'm not saying beneath like in like a belittling way but just like having to like literally like tristan is just clearly the leader of the of the pure operation right there's just no way around it. Like it, it, it will, it, it won't, and it wouldn't work if it, if, if I didn't have the ability to be like, hey, yo, like you, like you know, you're the leader. I'm gonna like, let me know where I can be productive, kind of thing. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And so that's why I would, there's no amount of money you could, I, I would pay to have Austin on the team. I'm excited for next week's conversation. I'm interested yeah, to see what he digs up. Yeah. So enjoy the rest of your night, man. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. And just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.